All right, Zig coming in on the top. Today we are joined by Cellophane Jane, one of the coolest and most talented rock groups out of Cleveland. Definitely a group you should know about. We are joined by Lex, Nate, and Connor of Cellophane Jane. Also, a bonus guest, Hope Window Sky of the Frans. It was recorded in Cellophane HQ. And it's always good to recap with friends and know that they're still doing it and they're still killing it. So, uh... Lex it was in a band called The Marauders, and they are playing April 1st at C-Bars. It's The Marauders' last show. Um, it features uh, Ray Flanagan and me uh, as a solo dolo uh, endeavor. And a lot of my formative solo gig attempts were allotted to me by opening for The Marauders at Bella W, which is now Taco Tano's. Um, and I wouldn't be able to have figured out how to even navigate a solo gig like that. So to have the opportunity to open for them on their last gig is a really cool rite of passage. April 1st, Marauders, last show, C-Bars, come hang. Um, but Cellophane Jane's here to talk about their new album. They have an album out called Ballad of the Bad Luck Boy. It's the intense journey um, Lex went through regaining a lot of his health back and how he did that. And, and th th this album is a concept album of that journey back to health. Um, and I'll let him explain that more, but it's an insanely inspiring story, and I'm excited to be able to share that with you guys today. Um, but before we do that, we're going to listen to a track off the album. This is uh, The Great Pretender off Ballad of the Bad Luck Boy, the single version. Check it. Enjoy the show. 
The Great Pretender, Ballad of the Bad Luck Boys album, available now on all streaming platforms, and Cellophane Jane is the band. So, right? That's some, like, real deal rock stuff that you don't even hear anymore. And, like, and it's, it's so good. It's so good. And the album, that's just a, a, a taste of it. It gets even better on the record. So check, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, Ballad of the Bad Luck Boy. One more thing I want to plug with Cellophane Jane. Um, I play in a band called C-Level, letter C-Level. We put out a new album. It's called Think for Yourself. And one of the singles we did, uh, we did with Lex from Cellophane Jane. It's called Sunny, and it's available on all streaming platforms as well. So if you dig my shenanigans and you dig Cellophane Jane and you want to hear what that sounds like together, that is also available on all streaming platforms. Um, All right, and with that, if you guys... One more thing. One last thing. I promise. If you guys can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and any of the podcast platforms, that helps me keep talking to cool guests like my friends here from Cellophane Jane and sharing their insight with you. So without further ado, here's my chat with Cellophane Jane out of HQ. Let's get like an <laughs> intro check on the mics, you know? So like if we go around the circle, we're here, we're here in the basement with Cellophane Jane. And uh, let's go around the circle so people can pick up on the voices, starting with you. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. I feel important. <laughs> the leader of this band. <laughs> the leader yeah, of the clear, band. Clearly yes. the leader. Uh, that's why I'm on bass. Uh, my name is Connor. Um, I'm not going to tell you my last name. You can figure that out yourself. I'll, I'll, ty- uh, I'll type it in so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, and, and dox me. <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> Next voice we're going to hear. I'm Nate. I'm the drummer for Cellophane. Moving on. I'm Lex Moda, not to be confused with Alan Made. Mm. Close, mm. but no cigar. Also a good guy. Yes, yes. And, uh, and also joining us. Hope. Hope. Eh. So one thing, I, want, I wanted to start this off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to start this off with, um, and me and Hope are hanging out all day. Hope had her first gig yesterday. Ooh. Yep. She plays okay. bass in the band The Franz, which is a pro-public, uh, no, pro-public transit punk band. Right, <laughs> so yeah, they're, yeah, they're all that. about riding the bus and shit. And she played bass in it, and like we practiced. I I say we because I was with you for <laughs> a big chunk <laughs> of this rehearsal leading up to it. Not that I did anything, but I was there, and um, up until the gig. So I kind of wanted you to describe your first gig experience, and I thought maybe we can. Uh, this is a good starting a point for idea. us to yeah. relate, and maybe. Um, Tell Hope how it's gonna get better and go downhill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So Hope, get on the that. mic. Get closer <laughs> to the mic, cause the closer you are, the less I have to edit. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, Hope. Hey. Um. Well, it was good. I was like, you know, I could, I could f- very well forget absolutely everything, and just stand up there like a nerd. Um. But like, I remember, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think I got it. And also. Everyone was drunk. <laughs> so it was a Halloween party. That, that is the wow. best you could ever yeah. hope for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was there was like a lot of people there. Yeah, there was um, like at least what fifty in this tiny yeah. it was slammed. That was space? No, this was just some dude's Somebody's house. Somebody's garage. Oh, His name that was Duncan. Even better. Right? <laughs> I haven't played a house Duncan's show garage. in years. Uh, they're the best. Yeah. They're uh, always the best. The best. <laughs> but it was re- I mean it was really fun. Um I don't know, like I I was telling Dave, like, parties are a lot cooler when you're <laughs> <laughs> playing them instead of just, like, aimlessly wandering around. <laughs> like, 
So was that like you have a purpose? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like then I was saying like it's kind of like when you when you're putting on a show like that you're like you have this whole like under like you 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 have a goal you're like I got to make this a fun thing so people mm-hmm. relate fun with this band and maybe they come Absolutely. back to see it you know. Um, yeah, you guys have always done a very good job of that no, like thanks, being man. like entertainers. What was it? I, I think that's just because we're goofy in general oh yeah but i i, I think <laughs> people that's laugh a, at us normally <laughs> yeah but that's a that's a really important part of like playing in a group and playing in a band is like being entertainment because that's what you're there to do mm-hmm. right i mean you know obviously you want to like focus on being creative and everything but i mean we've all we've all gone to see a band that you know might be like technically good but they just don't like do anything besides stand there and play and you you forget about that. You just right. you walk away and you're like, I'm not satisfied. I I don't I didn't get entertained, you know. So like there's there's that extra level of like oomph that you have to put on a performance to you know to be memorable and to, you know to give somebody something, you know, because otherwise they could just go listen to whatever you have on Spotify. Right, right. But they're not going to if you didn't entertain <laughs> them. So. But, you know, I, I 110% agree with that, and I've talked to a lot of people recently that have been like. Uh, that have have done acting to some degree and uh, have like stressed how important that aspect is to mm. performing and music Absolutely. and like just how even the same mindset can kind of like um, you know transfer and one thing from Bella W days um, the good old days <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like <laughs> um, holy shit as far as entertaining goes like every time I've seen you guys it's the fucking real deal <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you can't be on the other side of the bar without, or the venue without being like, oh, I hear something's going on. Um, but did any of you guys worry about forgetting all your shit before playing? Every single always. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's always that, that mindset there. Um, my first introduction to playing live, though, was at Jam Nights. Yeah. So, yeah. I, where and with who? Moonlight on Broadview oh, Road. Oh, yeah, I've been there once. That yeah, yeah. The original Moonlight up at yeah. the top of Broadview. Uh, Griller's Pub is where it moved to after that. But Who's was hosting? Still, um, Butch Armstrong. Butch? Okay. <laughs> with nice. a bunch of other. Classic. Like, uh, Dominic Monachino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey Dealey on drums. Yeah. Um, Denny. And then uh, Billy Mangano on bass. So, like playing those songs and like some of them I knew some of them I just go up there and just get thrown into it yeah just kind of like all right I gotta figure this out (laughs) but see mic mic nights are crucial because they make that environment they they take the stress from the stage away and they make it fun right you know and you get used to being there was I remember I I did a gig with uh, Robin Blake with his with his group and holy shit I was worried about forgetting fucking everything for that gig. <laughs> Luckily that's a type of gig that's okay to have sheets in front of you you know have changes yeah. like <laughs> Um, what about you? First gigs? I mean, I think I did, was it, it was like Arabica? It used to be Quonset Hut over um, on the corner in Parma off of Broadview. Yeah. And I I think I, I ended up writing a song. So I went with my brother and he was yeah. like, yeah, are you uh, like, let's do this. I was like, okay. Super spooked to do it. Um, right before, <laughs> I think I was like. Maybe I was like 11 or something. Right before we went out to play, I went outside. I called all my friends, and nobody wanted to show up. They couldn't show up because their yeah, parents yeah. were like, I'm not driving you to do that. Coffee shop. You know? <laughs> so I was like, so I was scared and alone <laughs> outside. And then I played a show, and I played it, and it was fine. It was fun. But so let's do it again next week. And we, I probably didn't play out until I started doing jam nights, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
What was it? And where did you go? Well, so I met you, I think, at Mr. E's, and you had been playing Jam Nights for a while before me. Yeah, that was that would have been. Where's Mr. E's? Was that? I don't know. If it's still State open. and Pearl. <laughs> it's on the way to the Pearl? State and Pearl meet up. Okay. Yeah. And it was uh, like a hole in the wall, kind of, yeah. you know. And they would like give everybody food at the end of the night. They didn't pay you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I played a smoke on the water. It <laughs> was a lot of fun. Very difficult too. Yeah. It was it, at that time. Most people right? never learn it actually. <laughs> well, aside from the main riff, yeah. you know. It, besides it from actually, that, no, yeah, no joke. It is. I mean, most of Deep Purple is like very involved. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But Except it's just it's funny that like that one riff is like the simple one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But it's that minor, it's that minor interval, right? That is so guitar based. Yeah, you know I what I mean? And like so many songs, like those same two notes, you can if you go a different direction, it's Iron Man. If you go yeah. up the scale, it's a or down the scale, it's a um, that Cream song. I, I think know? I re- recently heard Richie talking about how he how he'd written that, and it yeah. was like Beethoven's Fifth, like backwards. Backwards, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like <laughs> what? Huh. <laughs> It's oh, so brilliant it, it's for a being minor so third. simple. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's wild. What the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, a lot of things like that are just simple twist, you know? Yeah, I well it's uh, like Tim Comfort's like bass lines are apparently him just like slowing down jazz riffs. Yeah. And yeah. And that's like the majority of rage bass. Huh. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. But At least you know, that's what Barrick always used to tell me. Yeah, well, I you know, it, it locks me. in and it's tight. It's like yeah. its own little pocket. If you just yeah. sl- I can hear that. Because, like, some of the, j- like, walking jazz bass lines, like, there's so much in that that, Dude. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, to yeah, some degree, absolutely. that's, like, samples are so much are just, like, a snippet of jazz, you know? Well, it's it's all, like, it all comes back around. It's all a circle, you know? Like, there's only so much, mu- especially in, like, Western music, there's only so many notes. There's only, only so much music to be written, so it's just got to be, like, reinterpreted constantly. Right. It's just, like, a, a constant cycle of, like, washing and drying, and, you know? I, I yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, like... It's it, like if you made up your own words, right? If I was yeah. just like, dust, huh? and you're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm original, dog. Why don't you get it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no one's like, going to care how original you are if you don't speak the same, like, mindscape. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. But it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's, that's what's beautiful about having this set of restrictions and appreciating how someone stacks their rocks, you know? Yeah. Like, wow, you made a cool wall. Or, wow, that's a circle pit with fire nice you know <laughs> <laughs> that's metal Open that's metal no wrong oh. way yeah there is no wrong way yeah um, N- literally no rules just some stuff sounds better to our ears than others yeah well that's you know that's that's, that's where that's, that's where that's, that's, that's why this topic is called debate. taste baby right? that's called taste <laughs> but you know it and yeah. like but th- see, like that type of mindset becomes okay when you're welcomed on the stage to fuck around. When you're welcome to mm-hmm. be like in front of people, and someone's like, "We're gonna do Tom Petty, and you can solo on it for like thirty minutes," because you know what I mean. Like, how how many times at those mic nights did you play "Hey Joe," Mary Jane's last dance? I got lucky; I didn't have to do it. What? Because I'm playing guitar, so I'm the one leading the band. Ooh. Now, if ah. I was to play drums, which I did. Yes, many times. I think it was Mustang Sally. Yeah, mostly. I can't. Oh. I can't. I can't do Mustang. You can't I do t- Mustang. I, I hear it. I just. Mm. <laughs> Sympathy with the Devil's another one. Oh, that's really? one of those that just it gets started. How do you end it? Oh, that's a great question. See, it just gets started. Right. And then nobody wants to end Woo-hoo! it. Just ruins <laughs> ruins twelve bar blues for you after a while. You know, just. And we, I mean, we were going week after week after week. Yeah, and I mean, so it we was. Just had to hear it <laughs> over and over right, and over. Right. Again. 
So I know what I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you got past that discomfort from that first yeah, Arabica totally. gig, you know? Um, I think about my first one. My first, like, gig gig was Pats in the Flats, wow. right? That was kind of a cool uh, first yeah, gig gig. Totally. And it was with a high school band. Um, and we did some, we did like the, we did the covers, you know, but we weren't playing with anyone else other than ourselves. You know, we had like one original and like, um, and I since have seen the guy's name is Scott and, uh, he started coming out to my mic night now, which is cool to catch up, you know, but like that was our first gig was Pats in the Flats. (laughs) So it kind of only went up, you know, if I look at the trajectory, (laughs) I guess I'm doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) But did you guys, you've all played Pats, right? I have. Yeah? No? Not, not, not. Uh, yeah, I'm never we got to tell legend. the kids about yeah. Pats. <laughs> Let me tell you about a flooded basement where you can only get RC Cola with cash. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's real punk it. rock. <laughs> that's, it wasn't yeah. even punk. It was just, I don't think she cared to get anything else no, in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was funny. What yeah. was your first time playing at Pats? The first and only time I played with Alan, uh, and I was playing drums. I don't remember what year it was. It was maybe like six years ago something like that it wasn't yeah. too long ago oh. before they closed okay yeah and um god we were so loud in there too <laughs> Jeez. and like they still had that stage up but like nobody was on the stage right so they were all off the stage yeah yeah it was it was almost just like a drum rise at that point yeah totally. you know and like pats was cool because it let anything happen and it was a good first place to start yeah and totally. it was it, it was like in the flats by all these it was the sketchiest area oh my god it was you just go so down that hill and you're straight to the bar and you're like wait <laughs> like, there it is and yeah. it's just like the like it's cartoonish like it's a scooby like haunted mansion like venue and like there's this you go in there and everyone's like yeah the white stripes played their first gig here in ohio yeah. and you're like I, I okay <laughs> like um checks out like but like uh, so you have an interesting like background because your brother played music too. Oh yeah, and your dad does as well. Yep. So let's kind of like dive into what that because I've been to, like I talked to your brother actually at um, uh, what was it? Tessa's, Sean Sean oh, Musak's yeah. party. He was there dressed up as a giraffe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he almost wore that the other day to the yeah. show. He said we had dinosaur heads on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. But you know that's like the be the grow up around it. You know, and you play bits of everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like what. Like, did you start with guitar? Did you start with drums? Like, what I mean, was it? I had, there's pictures of me playing with this, like, tiny guitar, which I'm surprised I didn't bring over here yet, but I just don't have space for it. <laughs> tiny guitar, and then I had a tiny drum set, and I broke the shit out of both of them. I still got the tiny guitar. Yeah. Um, the first instrument I really started playing on was piano, I'd say, when I was in, like, kindergarten or yeah. so. Um, but then i go downstairs every once in a while, and I would, like, tap on the drums and it was like stop playing the drums like, <laughs> leave it alone it's, it's like, loud okay yeah well your dad's a drummer right he is yes yes yes, yes. and did he play in any bands was like music oh like, my god yeah, yeah? He, i mean he was playing jeez he started playing in 65 and then he was playing all over town he dominated the yeah? uh, the agoras for a while there like several of them wow um like what, what he bands? was in this band called uh sro okay that was the big one um he did a bunch of wedding bands and two. I think one was called like Showcase, but okay. SRO specifically yeah. was like the big one. And they were like, they were, they were. I think they were supposed to open for. Let's see, the Sex Pistols. Okay. Um, and there was somebody else too. Cheap Trick. They, I mean, they were playing like hardcore. Yeah. They opened up for a <laughs> Michael Stanley band once, and they Michael Stanley band got booed off the stage. <laughs> so then SRO didn't play out anymore oh. because they kind of got blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's 
That's yeah. And then he played throughout the 80s and the 90s and stuff, but it wasn't anything really intense um, just because he had a family at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And was he hanging out with like the like the heavier bands from that like time? Or th- is that was like where SRO was like gigging? Were they gigging with like some of those heavy? They, they mostly stayed local. Okay. Unfortunately, I think um, he had a drive. He wanted to leave. He wanted to go out and he wanted to go on tour. There was a somebody was talking about like uh, it's like a, the summer of '76 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> they were gonna go down to Florida and do this big tour, and like half the band didn't want to do it, and it was yeah. like you know they were like selling out these shows there was no right. reason why they couldn't go and they would have just destroyed but yeah i don't know so you, okay. you just kind of got dealt a bad hand i think and when gotcha. you're a drummer you don't get too much you <laughs> really don't you yeah do. you can't you do leave the band during the gig you're like we're going this fast yeah you can bitch about it later he did have a couple instances where um the bands would show up and they would like start talking to the the other two people like the guitar players like oh who's playing in your band they'd say you know tom out and uh they'd be like you guys aren't playing the show. There's <laughs> no way. They're yeah. like, what do you mean? He's like, he's too good. You're not playing the show. We'll pay you the money. Just <laughs> just stay home. Just go back home. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about that if I but was told, like, I don't want you to play the show because you're yeah. too good. Really? Like, That's like, uh, I feel like you're lying to yeah. me. Very strange, um, yeah. But you know, like, it was kind of a mystique back then where it was easier, I think, to kind of make a facade because not everyone knew how good yeah. you were. You know what I mean? Like, you weren't like uploading stuff where people can see exactly what you're doing yeah. like they are now, like, which it's is kind of cool about now. Yeah, like well, that's a whole other conversation. But I feel like I cut you out. Okay, it okay. was definitely like. Well, you got to say, Nate. <laughs> it was like scary word of mouth too, because he was yeah. the only person in town that had a double drum kit, uh, and he would play like Keith Moon or yeah, like yeah. Uh, Ginger Baker with this double set. And so yeah. the, the one night they played the Agora, and he wasn't loud enough, and they had just gotten two. Uh, Fender Twins with SR- SRO speakers, of course. Uh? So they were super freaking loud. So yeah. they were like, you need something else. You can't compete. So he went and got this Pearl kit that's made out of fiberglass. Yeah. Played out with that. And they're like, you need to turn down. Like, mm. How do you turn the drums down? You just told me to turn up. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I forget who I was joking with yesterday. I was joking with Steven. I was like, you got to turn the drums down. That's the worst thing to tell. That's it like is, yeah. That's like the dumbest crowd. Like, hey, I can't hear this singer. Can you tell the drummer to be more quiet? And you're like... No, it doesn't work like that. I guess I'll play with my hands. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, what do you want? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so, like, but that's some, like, real deal, like, in it. Was he writing songs, too? He did end up writing a bunch of stuff, but, again, because he's a drummer, nobody right. cared, you know? Right, but right. But we actually, me and him, have been working on stuff recently, yeah? and uh, we're probably going to put it out next year. Finally. Oh, that's going to yeah. be sick. Yeah, so okay, he's, put he's a pin in. from, like, the 70s. Put a pin in that. So your dad's bringing this, like, original, like, creative energy around. And, like, as a kid, it makes sense that piano and, like, drums are the thing you're going to go to because gravity is with you. Like, pluck, make sound. uh, You know, guitar is like you're fighting the world. Because it's, you know, it makes no sense to just, like, I got to, you know. But so that makes sense. That's where you started. Now, like. Where did like w- your brother at that time was he like more like into drum or guitars and like writing? Yeah. I mean, okay. he started with piano. Everyone, everyone in my family started, started with piano. With piano. Okay. Um, but he then he jumped on a guitar. My grandma gave him uh, my dad's old guitar <laughs> without telling him. Yeah. And uh, he started uh, playing. I think he did a church gig with her, and then um, he just started listening to a bunch of Beatles stuff and John okay. Lennon stuff, and like went on from there. Yeah. To just keep on going and going and writing just tons. Yeah. His he's got this like chest of tapes. <laughs> Yeah. Like hundreds and hundreds uh-huh. of tapes, probably thousands of tapes, and we've been transferring those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I remember talking to him and just like 
just uh, he gave me like his discography once playing at negative space like <laughs> yeah. what was on cd at that time and you know and like it's part of the practice with songwriting is just the numbers game it's just doing yeah. it but anyways so like as that's going like is the is what's music look like as a unit in the family is that like we're getting together and making sounds and having fun or it's just like never don't yeah. go down that rabbit hole so kid it was kind of don't go down that rabbit hole like yeah. alan would go off and he'd play his little show because we were like i think like 15 years apart something okay. like that so he was getting ready to go to college he's playing all over kent and stuff my dad stopped playing out for a while there but we would like get together at like a family functions and my two uncles would play guitars and my aunt would play accordions so then I'd like get on a tiny piano yeah. or something so we'd play that way but we never played together as a family until okay. now hell yeah <laughs> that's awesome but um watching him play and going to his shows and stuff yeah it ended up making me want to start playing guitar okay yeah. okay and did he show you anything? He did. Yeah. You know, he showed me all the chords. It, it was pretty funny. I was like learning on my own. I had like a little couple strings I was doing. He's like, here's all the chords. And one day, <laughs> it was like we had like 20 minutes. He's getting ready to go to a show. And he's like, and here's F. And I couldn't do F. He's like, talk to me in five weeks when you figure out F. And he left. <laughs> and so then I eventually I learned the shit out of F. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but But yeah. that one's, you know, that one's, so that drives me, when I teach kids and they can play F, or B minor right, right away, yeah. and then they're like, I don't, oh, I, I can't do the other thing. I'm like, holy shit, you just knocked out what most people give up on. F's the hardest one. F's the you hardest. You got to hold two strings with one finger. And it's and it's at the biggest part of the neck. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, let's, <laughs> let's put a pin. Yep. Nate, let's get Nate Connor. Let's get your guys' music story up till now. Like, so you you you're playing at Mike Night, but what got you behind? Was there music in the family? And like, did it get you? What so, got you to that stage? I mean, my mom went to school for voice and piano. Yeah. Um, and so growing up, she played at uh, the church we went to, but I never like learned anything music-wise from them at all. And yeah. I ended up getting a small drum kit because I've always been just banging on stuff, right. irritating them <laughs> to no end. Because anything that could make a sound, it made a sound. Um, and so eventually got my first drum kit up here, full set. It's actually the the black kit that we have over here now. Yeah, we <laughs> traded kits. Yeah, <laughs> what? So he has my first set, and I have his first set. <laughs> I think that means you're friends for life. Now. And then, yeah. and then That's about like a the year later, of... yeah, uh, at making music, they set me up with drum lessons with his dad, and so mm. that's kind of how the connection got started. And then at jam night, we hooked up, and then, you know, from there, ended up going to CSU. Yep, meeting you. Yep. <laughs> And, and, you know, we, we did the Marauders for a little bit, I, and then between... I bet you at the Marauders then. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So yeah. we've been yeah. Bella W gigs yes. before CSU. Yes. Yeah, let's put, we'll put it... I want to talk about Bella W. We'll put a pin yeah. in that. Okay, so CSU. <laughs> all right. The Marauders. Yeah, and then, you know, he had CIA. I had uh, CSU. Just kind of took a break. You went to CIA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm part of the government. Oh, cool. All right. I thought I saw some. I just don't blinking. talk about it too much. Yeah. Well, your 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 fucking keyboard's got floppy disk. It does. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew you had secrets. <laughs> I always knew it. There's plenty more. And so you know, we hooked back up in 2017, and now we're we're back. Hell yeah. Doing this and just been on drums for the most part. Just yeah. And you brought cupcakes. Yes. You brought yes. the cupcakes? Yes, I brought oh, the cupcakes. Geez, See, that's why controversy oh, yeah. now. Shoot. That's, that's why I was saying it was in 2012. Right, let's get your let's get your story <laughs> oh, up to me. Um, so I met you God. through Bonnie Clyde, man. Yeah, yeah, back. Uh, where are you I, out? I of, where are you out of? 
Uh, I'm I'm out of uh, Bay Village. Bay Village. Okay. Yeah. Like born and raised. I always thought like there. that crew was for some reason out by Leah or something. I don't know. No, no, we're uh, we're functionally functionally out there. Um, but let's see. Uh, did not grow up in a musical family whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, my 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 parents liked music, and my mom played a little piano, but like it was uh, it was never like a thing that I was around or exposed to or anything. Um, it was just something I came across myself and really wanted to, and I just so happen to have extremely supportive parents, so I have them to thank for that. But um. Yeah, it was just uh, it was just kind of like one of those things of like quiet kid finds thing he likes and wants to do. Uh, <laughs> was it always bass? Um, it was surprisingly, yeah. It was it was sort of always bass. Like there was a very brief moment before I started learning anything that I wanted to play guitar. Yeah, and it was like me and my brother were like we're gonna like learn together and uh, and like I was gonna play guitar and he was gonna play bass and then we swapped before we even started learning and then <laughs> i got a bass and he got a guitar um and it's kind of like yeah. stuck and you know i i like most people around i play a little bit of everything um but yeah it's been it's been bass mostly for like the past um uh, i don't know like t- 20 years no not quite 20 years like 15 plus yeah you know when you 73 years old right yeah, yeah. <laughs> somewhere around there yeah, okay. i start around Some like you know what, what, 50 so something was there was there a what brought you into like music can be an expression that i'm like i want to do was there like was there the record was there the guy was there the act of public indecency <laughs> i would say um i would say around around like high school age yeah. like in grade school, I was like, I was obsessed with Zeppelin, you know, like a like any like you know, any good grade school, yeah. school kid should be um, like. <laughs> and uh, it was it was really, um, and this is even more typical of like somebody my age, but like around high school, I like was introduced to Nirvana, and that was like the moment yeah. of like, oh, some somebody not so good can like write just like simpler songs, right, and like express themselves and that was my first like moment of realizing that like whatever was going on in my fucked up head could like be put out yeah fucked. yeah no you're kidding aggressive like oh so exactly yeah yeah no um so yeah it was it was it was kind of that that like pushed me to be mm. like oh i could do original stuff right you know, and i don't have to just like play whatever's already out there you know so that was like that was kind of that watershed moment for me um and then you know a uh, s- whole slew of uh shitty high school bands later yeah um Hell yeah. and you know i had i'd gotten all my worst gigs out of the way so <laughs> you know you know like i think um i think nirvana's unplugged concert is going to be like a certain generation's beatles uh ed sullivan you know absolutely uh, you know what i mean like totally. yeah. yeah and like what i'm interested in seeing is down the road what twitch streamers twitch stream is going to be the <laughs> the replacement for that you know what i mean like because yeah. everyone's got there and that's totally like there's some things that are so potent, like, and so, like, you can't not be inspired. Like, it's it's hard to not be moved by, like, that that Unplugged concert or that Beatles performance. It doesn't matter generationally, but when you see it and that's your age, mm-hmm. that's going to, like, It's hit. probably Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah well, it's like, it's it probably going to be here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Billie Eilish is pretty cool. Yeah. But... Like I, you know, but what's gonna be the next thing after that? Yeah, like, yeah. I have kids that are coming at to me with like, "Have you heard of this Twitch guy?" I'm like, "No," and he's <laughs> doing some crazy shit, you know. And like, I'm having to learn this Twitch dude, and like, which is cool. Yeah. But like, he, that that brings up a, a a point that like I I think the the one thing that I 
not the one thing, but one of the things that like really pisses me off anytime I hear it is anytime anybody like besmirches younger generations of musicians and like, oh, they're not good. It's like there's all any any generation is always going to have some massive amount of talent and probably the same percentage because that's just the way that things are and you you typically the people that are outside of the scene aren't going to find out about it until like 10 20 years on you know so you just don't know so saying something like that is like the most ignorant thing you could ever say there's always talent out there for sure and and if anything it's gonna be better because yeah. you know how like they how have many everything to learn from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You had the you had the break your Led Zeppelin record to play Black Dog. Yeah. I just gotta look up Tom Twiddleton's uh, d- d- YouTube channel, yeah. <laughs> sixty best best Zeppelix, you know, tabbed <laughs> out. He shows me how to play it. And when like, he slows it down, it sounds good. Look yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, because of that, the next like level up is gonna be more. The next accepted is going to be more top tier in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, and part of that I think is already with how music's like when like so much is like quantized and and auto tuned, right? And like, and those are all great tools, and those are all you, they make they fix certain things. But I think that's going to become the standard. So anything like that's oh, it already is. Yeah, anything yeah. that falls short is like. I, it's it and but also not just because of the technology to record with, but also because of how easy it is to learn certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just kind of like the build off what we're saying. Like I think that's going to play into the acceptability of what's good music. Is like oh you're twelve and you can't shred yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the 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 like the floor for like talent is is so much higher right. than it, it used right. to when it, it, than it was when even we were kids because you go on you go on YouTube or TikTok and you just how many look up guitar player and it, uh, everybody's just amazing yeah. immaculate how many I, tab books did you guys have enough. remember those song tab books I do, yeah yeah i had a shit ton yeah i had i had a handful um i, I admittedly was very bad at learning and practicing and still am to this day yeah. which is why i'm not better than i am for how long i've been playing <laughs> But in, yeah, I'd be like in a house full of like mu like musicians. Was that like, was that like, was there like a dedication that was like notably like, oh, if I'm gonna do this, this is what I have to do? Eh, not so much. I mean, yeah. it was like we're paying for piano lessons, so you better play piano. Right, you know? right. But everything else, it was like I didn't get guitar lessons and I didn't do drum lessons. Like it was a lesson enough just to like hear my dad play and like watch him play yeah. and every once in a while after he'd like finish playing and he'd go upstairs and i would like try to do what exactly what yeah, he yeah. Did, you know but um guitar wise yeah i just kind of figured it out as much as i could i didn't get tab books yeah um i went on ultimateguitar.com. hell yeah but then i'd Before write my own tabs because yeah. they didn't have tabs for Franz ferdinand and stuff yeah like yeah that, well that know? stuff just came out you yeah know? show off nah <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing is like if you grow up seeing that oh that's just something dad does you know, like, why can't I do it? You yeah. know, like, it, it's already, like, the the mystique that it's a challenge is already kind of gone for you just because totally. of being in the room with someone else doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the level that they're doing it, too, right, which is a right. whole other kind of, like, weird conceptual part of it. <laughs> Did that, like, ever, has that ever been, like, a thing, like, a kind of, like, a, like has there ever been, like, an ego thing? I don't think so. No? You okay. know, like, because uh, I started learning... You know, Alan taught me what I learned on guitar, and then like yeah. I just started to learn leads and stuff because yeah. it was something that I didn't know, and it was just me and Joe Rika going back and forth with each other, like who could be better, who could uh. be faster, you know, <laughs> and just listening to the records over and over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah. But at school too, it was just it was just me and Joe for 
like what ten years? You know, I never met another guitar player besides yeah. my brother. You know, okay. so there was nothing to go off of. You right, know? we were all just trying to help each other out. Yeah. You know? So that well, that you know, that kind of makes sense. But you have a kind of a, a friendly competition going. Totally. You know. Yeah. I, I remember me and my buddy Carl down the street learning at the same time. We're like, oh, who can learn what? You know? Yeah. And like, it was all ACDC shit, you know? That's what Joe <laughs> was at. You go to his lesson and learn the lesson, they come back yeah, and show yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was the thing. Like, oh, what was that thing? I don't know. And then you go back because we didn't have like Spotify where you could just yeah. look up ACDC's everything, which I'm kind of glad, you know? That'd be overwhelming. I think so, too. I think that'd yeah. be super overwhelming. It, like, it is right now, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so like kind of let's let's walk it into the Marauders like w- so you guys are playing in high school. Then when does that collision from the Mike Knights become I have some of my own shit? Well, I was playing in a punk band before that, which was uh, they were called the Antics. It was me and my friend John Medvitz. OK. And um, we were supposed to get a show. Our yeah. first show with the Hostile Amish. Oh yeah, those guys yeah. are still around, man. We were gonna play. Um, I think it was it wasn't Peabody's. It was maybe the no. Pirates Cove or Symposium. Yeah, yeah. Then they pulled the plug on it, so then we couldn't play for whatever reason. I think it was because we were so young. We probably um, didn't sell enough tickets before uh-huh, you had the it bill. It was a guerrilla production yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember got the best. I remember uh, right. I remember I found that packet somewhere yeah. down here still. <laughs> I'm pretty they, sure I saw yeah, it over yeah. there like the other day. I um okay God. so we played we didn't play that we played people's house parties and then we did play at the Jam and Java did you ever go there yes yeah yeah so we played a show there we were too loud and then John went his separate way and I went mine um and I believe because he was in the first inclination or the yeah. incarnation of the Marauders it's me yeah. and Joe Patrick Hamilton and uh, John yeah and then John went his separate way and then me and Joe I think I started playing with you after that because John was gone. Um, that was, well, I think I was like 15, something like that. Cause that was probably around 2010. I think so. Yeah. You were, I think you were a senior in high school. Like getting out of high school. Yeah. And then, uh, <coughs> so were you doing a band at the time, Nate? No, I was no? just, you know, doing high school, like high school band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wait, lessons with his band? dad. Hmm. In marching band and shit. Yeah. Marching okay, band okay. and all that. Yeah. You, you had just moved from Maryland. So you didn't even know anybody. Yeah, like I moved up here in oh, yeah? 05, 06. So uh, like, okay. Where uh, from in Maryland? Westminster, Maryland. So just okay. kind of like 40 minutes outside of Baltimore. Okay. Cool. So, cool, cool. Yeah, so, you know, hooking up with him. And that's the first time I like playing like original stuff. Right. And just like trying to be like, okay, not following another part. Right. And so, okay, how do I Get create something? Voice. Yeah. <laughs> what was it in like... Was that kind of process easy at that point for you, or was that like, like, like with with Alex's with Alex's stuff? Sorry, <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to cre- keep I, it. It just dawned on me. There's another part to this I forgot about. But yeah, keep going. But uh, was it easy to do that from like kind of taking all these trained like ways? Uh some it, people. It, some, yeah, it's taken me a while to get to that point. Like, yeah. I feel like now I've gotten a little bit, gotten way better with coming up with my own kind of stuff like hearing something be like okay i like what those ideas let me try and like put my own spin on it yeah versus a lot of those early stuff he'd have ideas being a drummer yeah like (laughs) because because he'd like oh this is kind of what i was thinking and so i kind of would just go with that you know and eventually probably put my own little 
you know, fills and stuff into it, but a lot of it was based gotcha. off of what he had. But that's kind of a more comfortable way to get into that. You know, now I think of it like, I mean, it's a little uncomfortable because you're like, you're like, oh, I want to make sure he, like, like, says happy with what I'm yeah. playing, you know? I gotta, I gotta make sure, you know, fucking, this is like a Dave Grohl situation. And, uh, like, and <laughs> a lot of his guitar riffs lead into, like, lend into what the drum beat can right. be. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's easy to pick up on that. And so. At that time, too. Okay. So, so John left, and then my friend Dylan came in. Dylan Tokar played the drums. And that's how I met Joe Boda. Uh, okay. Played bass for us. Yes. So then eventually Dylan ended up exiting. But we recorded some demos and wrote some songs, and then those were the songs that I presented to you for the Marauders, plus stuff that I played drums on. And it it was yeah. I don't know. You had like a, a high standard to live up to because I was like, you better play every single beat exactly how I played it. <laughs> I was pretty ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it it kind of makes sense seeing music be a serious thing growing up. Yeah. You know. And, like, to be kind of in a scene that was, like, already, like, rough, uh, you know what I mean? Like, to kind of have that connotation that is, like, you got to fucking kick it. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. Yeah. That, and, that and headspace. Coming from a punk space, right. too, you know? So right. Like everything has to hit, you so know, wait, super where hard. So, when did punk become, like, your outlet? If you're growing up around, like, kind of, like, this bigger rock scene and your yeah. brother doing the folk thing, you yeah. know what I mean? When was, like... Probably around high school. Yeah, and who was it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I liked uh, Seven Seconds, and I liked uh, yeah. The Misfits. And Hell yeah. I'm trying to think who else. A Black Flag, you know. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the same time, so me and John had just uh, gotten out of Catholic school, so it was like whatever we could do to rebel against ah, Catholic school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had like, all we too well. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It was wild. What, same thing for you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Catholic school, yeah. K through, high, through uh, senior year of high school. Yeah. Yep. I. Oh, you went to see that. Horrible. <laughs> just, just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Uh, God. So musically, was it was Nirvana like the devil? Uh. Yeah. I mean, like, like to be fair, um, my my family never took like right. religion too seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I was like definitely, ironically blessed, uh, in that in that sense. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um but yeah like there was definitely like uh there was definitely a certain um feeling of like rebelliousness listening to music that you know, was definitely made by somebody that didn't fucking believe in god you know yeah, and yeah. you know that like god is gay kind of <laughs> attitude yeah. you know um so that that was definitely freeing and yeah. um definitely pushed me more towards where i was already going which is like this this shit is kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah uh, you know well, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that that makes sense. So the punk thing is going. The punk mentality is going. You're going in with the like, the the Ian Mackay like kind of like do it yourself and totally. Like, yeah, yeah, this is how it goes. You know, like that. Th- there's that whole like structure with chaos, and then uh, okay, so then. Joe Boat is in, so it's the three of you yeah. guys at that point. It was, uh, I think it was all four of us because Joe Rank was always yep. a part of it. Yeah. He was in the antics okay. too, oh, yeah. on and off. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I just kept like carrying him with me. I was like, come on, man, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, that's because I played with you just by myself for a while. Yeah, and it then was we just... brought Joe in, and then we brought Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Joe and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Double Joe. Well, to, so, to differentiate, too, we called one Pete because yeah. he looked like Pete Townsend. Wait, wait, wait. Which, which? <laughs> Joe Ryko. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm J- Joe. Bob. <laughs> he does not look like Pete Townsend. No, no, no. Man. He looks like Rico Suave. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
But anyway, so let's let's bring it up to where I met you guys at the Bella W. So Bella W, for anyone who's listening, is now Taco Tano's, which uh, has pretty okay uh, pierogi burritos, right, Hope? <laughs> pretty good. They're pretty yeah. good. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, do you want to – no? N- no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so now it's Taco Tano's, which is a great place, but I can't help but remember how it was a coffee bar shop I know. venue. And, like, you always have to sit – in the, uh, you know, it was like a um, like a church pew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always want to sit in that corner because it's right. where the PA system was. That's I don't have a drum stool, so I always <laughs> sat on that stool right next to the PA so <laughs> and played. How did you guys get linked up there? Because you guys are kind of like already playing there when I played. Yeah, right? so at that point, I had been playing with my brother. I think, we, like I said, we I was 16. So I started playing with my brother full-time when I was, yeah. uh, heavy, was heavy quotes, full-time, yes. um, when I was 16. And we played. Uh, like all over Lakewood and Kent and Akron. So I was playing Bella W and he's like, you could get a show here because he mm. knew that I was writing stuff. Right. Um, so I probably talked to somebody and then we got the gig <laughs> and it was such a strange place to go to because I'd never been to Lakewood before, huh. you know, and now I'm living basically yeah. over yeah, here. Ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walk over there every day and it's Lakewood's so different now too. It it's is. like 10 years difference, but yeah, I remember walking over there uh, probably the week before the show to drop off posters with Joe Boda and it was like some weird folk show. It was just such a different space. Yeah. That space was so cool. You know. It'd have anything. Yeah. It would have it, yeah. Fucking anything. <laughs> like anything was on the menu, like musically and like like to to, to drink. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, we shut that place down after yeah? Marauders too. Yeah. Like we're the reason that Bellatoe doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. So I, I forget how I had a gig there. I had a gig, and I think my band couldn't do it the first one, and I was by myself. Yes. And yeah, you were by yeah, yourself. I was by my fucking self, and I was trying to learn how to do the acoustic, the solo act. Yeah. You know, you had three guitars, I and you had your whammy, and you had every, you were like, yeah. Did I do up. that? Then? I think yeah. I might have. Because now Looping. I, yeah, like now that's a much more fine at refined act. But that was when I was trying to learn. You had a bass with you. That's too. right. I remember yeah. I was looping the bass. Yeah, I, I sat on. Yeah, <laughs> you're like this guy's fried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember trying to do that then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! But um, you so might have even played the first show that we played. I, I remember we I like because you guys played and then I was like fucking blown away and then I played there another time with you guys with yeah Gabe's band, Gabe Wolf. Um, and yeah. it was the Dakota War Dance. Oh my I god! Think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, well, then we played with Out of Sight, but I don't remember what the other band's name oh, was. What was Out of Sight? Remember yeah. Sean? Every single Sean Brandt. That's what it was. I don't remember what the name of his, uh, his band was. It was like this metalcore band. But but the first time I saw you, I think you were on drums, or maybe. <laughs> This was there that was, was one of them. Yes, yes, you couldn't make it, so then we we went and played, and I played drums, and we were the you Turkish st- babysitters in the hunt for tomorrow. But we were still the Marauders, right? But right. We but you were singing and playing drums. Yeah. I'm like, Holy <laughs> shit! This guy's incredible. On. And then the <laughs> next time, you were there, like, and I I can't remember. I was by myself or yeah. with Gabe's Always band at the by time. Yourself. Was it okay? Because I I played there a few times with Gabe's band, and uh, either way, so then the next time you're singing and playing guitar, I'm like, holy shit, like. Th- th- there's nothing Lex can't do. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I can't handle this at this age. Like, it was wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, but yeah, like, and so, so, so that started like, and then, and then like, I remember playing there a handful of other times. One time was opening for uh, this band from Japan. Um, God, I can't think of their name right now, but they're hilarious. They wore tiny yellow shorts. 
Um, sounds like Pete Landers. The Depacements. Yeah, the Depacements. Yeah, yeah. Was, they're they're like that, but like growing up to be totally, that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they played <laughs> at Negative Space and did a bunch of shit with Johnny Habu. Oh, Do you remember yeah, Johnny Habu? Totally. <laughs> Hell yeah, Johnny Habu. That's so funny. Uh, Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so getting into that that space with you guys. Yeah. Let's get up there, because then I think stuff gets a little wild, right? Yeah, it did. So, you know, we we were playing Bella Dubby, and we, I mean, we were doing grillers like every single week on Wednesdays. That's and that was like the bar gig. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and we would just show it to the jam night, like, and we were underage going to the bars too. Yeah, <laughs> so like people same. would pretend to be our dads that were watching yeah. us, and we would like <laughs> come in, and they would like be doing these long blues jams. I'd go in, I'd turn the amplifier all the way up, and then we would just like, rip. And yeah. Leave. Yeah. Every single time. And one time, Joe couldn't get in. They kicked him out, and they didn't know who he was. Which Joe? Ryko. Okay. Joe Bowden. They were like, "Oh, he's here all the time." Yeah. He's Joe Ryko. We don't. We don't know you. Yeah. Like, Poor guy. Yeah. Every single yeah. time he was playing, they're like, who? <laughs> like, yeah, I was in the Marauders. Yeah, I bet you were, kid. Like, <laughs> oh we, man, we were all in the Marauders. So then uh, we went to college. And we were wait, playing. Wait, wait. How did Bella Dub? How did you guys? Oh my down god! Okay. I was, yeah, was yeah. going to say the same thing. I need to know this. So yeah. I, I, the Marshall that I I'm lending you, um, I started playing out with that, <laughs> and I turned oh, that up all the way. And oh, then the cops no. showed up because they, they had like terrible neighbors across the street that were always yeah. calling in like this place is too loud. Yeah. And finally, I turned the Marshall up all the way. We're playing in Bella Dub, and the police showed up. And they came in, and they're like, that's it, it's over. You guys are done. Like, this is like the third, like, noise violation in a week. And so I was like, hooray! I'm not hooray, it was terrible. But, but, yeah, but we but shut down Bella. <laughs> Holy shit. With the power of rock, yeah. With the power of rock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, and the next the next live album's going to be Sorry, Bella Dubby. Like. It should be. <laughs> yeah. From Taco uh, Tano's Bella Dubby with love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think th- I think the guy owns the same building. Like I, th- I, I think don't think so he owns too. the company. But yeah, I think he, he just closed the down yeah. the. Yeah. But anyway, shop. all right. So going to college. Um, now with Bonnie Clydeman, that's where I saw you playing out. Like, what? What was that? The first kind of like solid gig you had, or what? What uh, led up to like? Was there any other solid bands? That that was the. Um, I I. I played briefly in another band, but that was like my first um, like foray into my own uh, uh, original band. It wasn't like yeah. totally my band, but um, well, right, but like you know, but um, that was definitely like my first like solid band like around here, um, and the first time I, I like really like started like establishing myself in the yeah. in the scene and everything, and made a lot of connections. Obviously, like meeting these guys and, and well, you how'd you get uh, how'd you, you guys know. all meet? Uh, we how'd played a show together. Um, yes. Yeah, at the five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. that the one of the release shows, or was I couldn't fucking tell you. I think it's, <laughs> I because I think I met Bobby at the Grog Shop, and okay. then I was like, we should play together. Oh, that makes sense. And I don't know if we played a show together until I played in the band with you. Oh no, we we played before that. Okay. Because I because I, I remember I remember <laughs> you coming on, and I was like, he fucking plays drums too, and he's amazing. <laughs> like, kind of blew my right? mind. Yeah, I was I was like, what the fuck? Well, because so. That was at a time where we didn't have a drummer, so we were just swapping out a bunch of different drummers. And you were the only one to come on and just play, just like we we didn't like have to stop and like teach anything. You're just no, yeah, just played them all the way through. And it was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty. That was a magical practice too. It was, we only practiced the one time before we played. Yeah, yeah. You, you played like one or two gigs with us. Yeah, I think. two gigs. One. Um, one was at Coda, and one was at the. And it didn't feel like yeah. like it just felt like we were practicing. Totally, it was just like it was. Yeah. it was wild. 
um that blew my mind so yeah that, that was when i knew like it was just like like you were just like on another level of like musicianship and i was like oh okay you know, so <laughs> so when i when i got the call to like come play yeah. in this band i was like uh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay so after that like i i kind of i don't see you for a while yeah until cellophane jane um so is that when stuff starts to get kind of crazy on your end i mean you know i had a couple other bands yeah in between that time yeah. too to summarize it real quick it was i had the marauders and then we kicked you out <laughs> and then we got another guy in and then the band ended and i started the pistolettes oh the pistolettes yes, yes we that played was, shows together we yes a yeah, yeah, yeah. The tavern and stuff so that was going uh, pistolettes i think was about four ish years okay. maybe yeah didn't really do a whole lot like we played as much as we could but nobody cared <laughs> so then i was sick of the band everyone was sick of the band so we called it quits and then i was like i gotta get back to me and start playing the songs for myself right but then you you also did a, a um the Leo. tom catley tom during that time yeah which right. was good because then i could focus on like it was somebody else's music i didn't have yeah. to write anything i have to do i just showed up and play guitar or at that time it was playing bass right so i just showed up and played bass and then i could just like go home and work on my songs slowly and gather them together and try to figure out like do I want to like a Trent Reznor kind of band yeah. where I'm just like playing everything behind the scenes and then like hire people to come play live? Yeah, you know, and I don't have a job, so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but so like yeah, well, kind of working with how'd you meet Leah? How did that like Love Fest? Love Fest. So okay. We were doing Pistolettes, and she uh, reached out, and was like, "Hey, do you want to play this show?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I got art too, so I met. Uh, I think I yeah. went down to Chardon Square and I met her there, okay. and I was showing my art, and that was how I met her. Um, and I was like, let's get you guys to come to Cleveland. Right. All they did was Chardon gigs. Right. They could not break out of Chardon. So right. I brought them down oh, yeah. to Cleveland. And to, I, think where we played, we played, I don't think she did the five. Was it Mahal's or something? Yeah, I think it was. The, we did Mahal's. We did Happy Dog. Happy Dog. We okay. did the Rock Shop. The first time we did I Beachland, too. Beachland? Yeah. Okay. I took them yeah, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I remember uh, the first time I saw Leo, she was opening up for Beams at Mahal's oh, with yeah. Michelle Gaw. Yeah. And, like, that's, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She's amazing. Gaw's amazing. These guys are amazing. They're from Canada. Wow. Yeah. I know, like, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I played a, show, a, a barn show. <laughs> Uh, at Leo's show, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, with uh, Mike's band, uh, all which wasn't all his harvest at that time. Yeah, at that time. Now it's shebang. shebang. Yeah, yeah. And which I brought them to Cleveland as well. Yeah, yeah. Because they also couldn't break through. Same with right. Thick Kevin. All oh, those yeah, bands. They just, that they was didn't that have same connections. night. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was that blew my mind. That was such a well put together barn show. Yeah. And the barn was like high class. It was like, cool. It was yeah. the fucking coolest <laughs> barn I've ever been in. Holy shit. But like, and it everyone was amazing. I also met uh, Postman that yes, um, yes. Um, the Ellie that night. Um, yeah, like that was a wild, like wild, and that was a cool. It had its own bubble, and it was cool to break Truly, that bubble into yeah. our bubble here yeah. in Cleveland. But anyway, it was cool because you know, like it's like they they were working for so long, and right, not a single one of them could come down here. And I don't even know if they just. Maybe they just didn't even know. Probably, you know. Yeah. Because I remember trying to get a show out there. It was like, well, we got two bars. We got the wine bar, and then we got like the classic rock bar. Right. And if you play the classic rock bar, you're gonna play, classic you know, like rock. a cover show for four hours. Right. Which and we used to do. <laughs> right. And so okay, so like, there's a there's a fine line of when we used to do that, right? So it's yeah. like, as a band, you are you gonna do that type of gig and work for money, and like the stolid like the work, or are you gonna do like the original type of gig? And like it, it's hard to do both ends of that. Like yeah. I've only seen one band kind of do that with Grav. Totally, right? yeah. We considered it a couple years ago. We thought about 
forming a cover band to go right. out and play like the islands and stuff. Cause yeah. At that time, we had like two singers, and we were like, we could do anything. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's but yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? And I, I think it, it makes it easier to focus if you just do sure your does. thing yeah. and you accept we're going to play in this basement for the love of it, for no money. But because someone might hear it and book us somewhere else, you know, yeah, th- you totally. get those different like success bars than you do with like a a bar band. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I, I think the uh, the level of like, if for lack of a better word, pride of yeah. like getting to those places is so much higher when you're doing it with your own stuff. Like right. I got here on stuff that I made and wrote. And, right. You know, no, like I totally agree. Yeah. With that. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels so much better. Like with a uh, with sea level, that's one thing. Like we get asked to do all these like bar gigs, and I'm like, I'll do them by myself because like I don't mind doing it like that. Yeah. But like I don't want to uh, Cody and Pat's time. I feel like I you know like they they play all these shitty shows like where we meet one dude who gets us some better gig somewhere else, you know, and like it's worth it because of that. But I don't want to waste their time with 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 the four hour like here's your yeah. fifty bucks, you totally. know? Yeah, I get that. So, yeah. but anyway, anyway, so. Moving on from the pistolets and like, like, cause that, that kind of goes into the, that crazy shit that happened with you goes into the concept of this record. Yes. Like, which, holy shit, this record's fucking amazing. It's pretty wild. This, no, no, this, <laughs> this, you, you don't have to, you don't have to respond to it, but okay. this is a fucking masterpiece. Like, this, like, this, like, I know you've been working on it for a minute. Yes. And, like, I, I, I remember hearing behind the scenes about how, like, complicated some of these arrangements were. Oh, yeah. But, like, when I heard the, the final thing, I was like, this is, like, this is next level. Like, I was showing it the Hope, and, like, it's hard to, like, even, like, kind of conceptualize. These are my friends, and this is a local band. Yeah. Like, this record is that good. Well, thank like, you. Yeah. But to, to kind of lead into where that's going... Like, it got fucking crazy on your end. Because I remember you telling me this while we are setting up for that video shoot. I'm like, what the (laughs) What are you talking about, dude? So, the first week of college, um, and I was still in the Marauders at this point, I I went to school, and everything was cool. I just got moved in, and everything's cool. And then Saturday, I came home, and that night, I got in a car accident. And somebody had, like, T-boned me on the side street, and I had the right away, and it, they jumped out of their car. Well, they didn't jump out of their car. I jumped. I had to kick my car door open because Holy it was, like, yeah. pushed closed, you know, so it was yeah. kind of dented. Kicked the car, I hit my head against the window. I kicked the car door open, and I went. It was raining, of course, too. It looks right. just like a movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> opened the car door. Walked up to the guy's truck. And I was like, are you okay, dude? And he goes, you hit me. And then he just guns it away. I was like, seriously, dude? Yeah. You know, so. Well, and you're being, you're, you're being considerate. You know, Extremely, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like, come on. And I saw you had all these kids in the car. And, and yeah, it turned yeah. into like this big ordeal. And yeah. I don't know what happened to the guy. I mean, I, we ended up going through like a, a court thing. And yeah. Whatever, but you don't have to get into I don't that, know what happened to the dude. Yeah. Um. So after that, things just started getting kind of weird because I started to uh, get really panicky. I got some PTSD stuff with like yeah. driving in the rain right. and just driving, period. Yeah. But then, uh, I started to like slowly forget everything before I was seventeen. Yeah, which was really just like weird, right? You know, because like yeah. I, don't, I had a pretty good memory. I thought at some point, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, couldn't remember when I first started playing guitar. Couldn't remember drums or uh, anything I did in high school or anybody that I knew before. It, and family yeah. members, you know, yeah. so it was just like I'd like meet these people, and I didn't know how to talk about it, so like I would just have to pretend that you know, oh yeah, I know yeah, you, but I had yeah. no fucking clue, <laughs> even though I'd like grown up yeah, with you, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
So going through college, and it just it was a slow onset for that too. And it turns out that I did have some brain damage because um, I had like a concussion and stuff. Right. And it evolved into what was the other thing that happened? Uh, <laughs> I was like the Fonz. I had um I had dyslexia, and I couldn't. Mm. It was like on just onset. So huh. I, I had I used to be like an honor student, AP, yeah. and like I would tutor kids in English. And then I just uh, couldn't even write a sentence, huh. you know? It yeah. I, like, I couldn't read anymore. Yeah. It was just getting really weird. And I was yeah. just like, uh, everything I knew just instantly flipped. And I, I think you can attest to, I had a super big ego when we first started playing together. And like I was telling, you know, like, you have to play it exactly like this. And I was yeah. kind of like, just like yeah. whipping. Um, at that point, I just lost all that because I had nothing, you right. know? So I had to just rebuild and start over. Um going to school and then for art um, yeah. for illustration and then I just I couldn't even draw anymore yeah I started getting these weird like pains in my hands and I would like drop the pencil drop the brush and then I couldn't even pick up a piece of paper so I didn't know what was going on yeah and it, uh, it ended up being like a tendonitis but uh eventually devolved into being sick for an entire year and from that sickness I guess was triggered when I hit my head sometimes people they have Autoimmune diseases that are just kind of waiting to happen. Yeah. So if you hit your head or you have some kind of traumatic event, it'll trigger that. <coughs> so it triggered this uh, thyroid condition that was undiagnosed for a while. Started getting even sicker. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I'd have to, like, sit. I thought about getting a cane. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, sleeping for 18 hours a day. And then finally I got diagnosed, took this medicine, and I was, like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it took two days. I was, like, okay, yeah. you're cool now. Still couldn't draw. Um. So then I had to get hand surgery, and as yeah. an illustrator, you know, and, and guitarist and drummer, yeah. like you get hand surgery, like you're screwed, you know. Right. Got well, surgery. They said it was going to fix it. Didn't fix it. Wait, what exactly? What hand in like? It right was my right hand, which what is was my dominant surgery? hand. Yeah. Um, it was for something called the veins. Okay. Tenosynovitis, which okay. is just basically trigger finger for your thumb. Uh, so they go in there, they cut your wrist open, and Ooh. they take out some kind of sheaths yeah. or something like that. Well, I had a couple extra sheaths. Huh. So they were like, maybe that was part of it, but then healed, and I didn't heal, and it just mm. kept on going. And yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah, that's not the problem, because I was going to get it done in both hands. Right. So I just had to kind of go through therapy, um, went through some terrible people that were like, you'll never play again. You'll never yeah. draw again. Like, you might as well just give up and start working at Walmart. Cool, you thanks. Know? Uh, <laughs> cool, <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. And... That was a whole other aspect of it, too, like having the face down. Okay, I'll never uh, be creative again, yeah. although that's not to say you know, people can be creative in their minds and stuff. Um, I'll never you know, create things again. I'll never play music anymore. I'll never uh, draw or whatever. Um, and people talk, you know, I've always heard people talk about, like, if I could never do that again, like, yeah. I would like, kill myself or whatever. Right. I faced it. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. It was a real thing. Um and finally, I met a therapist that was like, we'll get you going. Don't worry about it. We're yeah. going gonna to make it happen. And it worked out okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's weird to be able to <laughs> to finally, like, have that mindset of, like, okay, I'm never going to do this anymore. And then you're committed to it and you're ready for it. And then they can just kind of, no, it's not done. You're not huh. done. We're going we're gonna to take yeah. it somewhere else. So I got the therapy done. Um, and that was, like, uh, talk therapy, right? Not, like, no, physical? No, it was physical therapy. Okay. Yeah, all I had right. to do all these crazy kinds of stretches and exercises. And uh, they were just trying to figure out, like, what is the source of all right. of this, you know? And the thyroid didn't seem like it was all of it, and they still don't really know. Yeah. Like, I have tendonitis in every single joint. And Fuck. it's like uh, some days are better than other days, you yeah. know, and I still got problems. 
Um, but it's not like it was before. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, know? when you're doing all these, like, what are you doing? You're doing, like, hand stretches. Are you doing, like, weight things? Like, yeah, what are, there, like, was, there was weight things. A lot of it is just kind of, like, trying to limber the joints. Huh. So, <laughs> yeah. a couple times when I first started on stage. Um, after the surgeries, I couldn't play guitar for a while. All because I, I couldn't bend my hand right and right. hit my wrist for a strumming. So, I started playing piano. Mm. So, I wrote the song. It's on the new record called Dancing with the Quervains. That was kind of, like, therapy to... Get my hands back to working again. Right. So I wrote the most difficult thing I could on piano. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta Wanna just talk keep about playing it. Nate? Playing, <laughs> it <over laughs> playing it over and over and over and over yeah. and over again. Um, ironically, that was the first song that I showed to Nate when yeah. I was ready to start playing with Cellophane Jane as a live band. Um, so, okay, yeah. I don't want I don't want to derail where no, this good. is going. We'll pin it, but put it in. <laughs> That song in particular, like when going through the record, I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, it's like at the end of that song, I'm like, holy, this is like what Queen would do. Like, the <laughs> harmonies are like, I've never heard anyone be able to pull that type of shit off. And like, I, g- I get the I get I get the joy of listening to a bunch of people putting music out all the time. Like, I don't get to listen to stuff I want to really. I I have homework of listening yeah. to people putting shit out, which is awesome. Um, but like. Out of all these people I'm listening to, no one comes close to doing something like that. And yeah. like that was like, oh, this is a fucking masterpiece. This whole record, <laughs> anyway. But Thank like, yeah. and I remember you talking about that during that that uh, that video shoot we did. Yes. Yeah. So so you go through these like this this PT right, yeah. and like how long does it take to start noticing? I- and you're taking meds for thyroids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like what it was like a hormone hormone meds for that or is it like it's a like a I guess it's actually like a pig thyroid or something huh. like that that they were able to grind up and they turn that into a medicine that somehow that uh, chemically connects with you and re-regulates you back huh. to where you're supposed to be. Um, now I am hypothyroid, which means that mine is slower mm. than it should be, versus hyperthyroid, which, which means like faster. Everyone, yeah, faster. Yeah. And that it it does different things to different people. You know, mine like. Uh, I got super brain fog. Yeah. Um, it also screwed with my memory yeah. and uh, just extreme fatigue. Yeah. yeah. Hope, do you want to chime in on that at all? Uh, probably mm, two months ago, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Mm, yeah. Um, and, like, I, I think it got triggered by um, I went through this, like, the most extreme bout of anxiety that I ever had, like, happened in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, about a year after that, that's, you know, that's when I got diagnosed with this. Um, And I I just started, like, the, I just started the hormones a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It it takes a while, too, because you got to, like, try different doses and stuff. And I remember... um, And also, I'm shit at remembering to take them. Like, it's bad. Yeah. You know, I go days sometimes I don't take it, and then I like remember because I start to feel kind of depressed. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, oh shoot, like, that's why I got this problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm allowed to curse on For here, sure. but like the past couple, <laughs> the past like week has been like really spotty, and then like this whole weekend I've been dealing with like again mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the anxiety. Yeah, and it's like, well, sh- fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, when you first start taking it, you don't really realize that it's doing a whole lot either, and that's what's like weird. So then you start taking it again, and you're like, I just don't know if it's working, but like it is. You know, yeah. it really is. Well, and, I think uh, that's important, you know, for people to like kind of hear and be aware of, because it's like one. Of th- it's crazy that it does that much, you know. It really does, you know. And I think um, 
The other bummer for it, too, is there's so many people that suffer from it. They don't realize it, mm. you know. What, what was the other name of it? Hashi Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people suffer from it, and they don't even realize it, you know. And yeah. um, It's a great name. <laughs> it is. I love, yeah. I love the name. It, it mostly, from the studies that I've read, it mostly affects women, but I think that the part of it is they're just yeah. not detecting it for guys either because yeah. they're not testing for it, you know? Mm. And it's, oh, it's such a drag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It, it's I, I didn't realize, like, how, how much it it affects it me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. The fatigue is real. Oh, my God, I know. Like <laughs> <laughs> even today, this morning, yeah. I was like, I didn't take a nap today. I don't yeah. nap, you know, but it just gets you. Oh, we should have too. We were up to three in the morning because of that show. <laughs> he did. <laughs> like, because after after they got done playing, it became a rave. But all the gear was in there. All the gear was in the fucking garage. Yeah, that happened to us on Friday too. And yeah. they're all pro public transit. So guess who drove? Me. Because oh. who had to take all the gear home? Also me. And you couldn't get any of it out it because there was a rave. <laughs> and I would have done it either way. I'm not yeah, upset by totally. that at all. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RTA that no, <laughs> <laughs> but but okay so so as you're doing the PT and y- and you're like you're medicating for it and like learn like in learning how to like kind of get back into it like and it, it just slowly you build up these piano chops and like yeah totally I mean because you know I I stopped playing piano in seventh grade or something like that. Yeah. And every once in a while, i pick it back up again and stop. And I started this project. <laughs> it was Queen 2. I would yeah. just record all of Queen 2. So yeah. I would like start playing and figure out parts to it. I think I have like maybe seven of the tracks recorded right yeah. now. But it's been like a, a probably a 10-year project right okay. now. And so like I'll start playing it, and then I'll get to a point where it's like, I'm not good enough. And so then a couple of years later, I'll come back to it and be like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the newest installment for Queen 2. So I started yeah. playing uh, okay. a bunch of Freddy stuff, yeah. and that helped a lot. But um. Went through that. Was still playing with the Pistolettes at that time. Yeah. Um, we brought Joe Rika into the band to help because I couldn't play guitar anymore, which is yeah. like truly devastating, you know, right. for me and for everybody else because I was lead guitar player and lead singer. So right. what are we gonna do? You know. <laughs> so I'm playing piano. Um, we were in the middle of recording the record too. Got through that. Um, it was weird too. Imagine going to a show and you can't bring your amplifier. Like yeah. you can't. You can't physically pick it up. Right. You know. Well, just to kind of have that like acceptance of okay, I can't do this today. I need someone to do it for me yeah. at that age. Uh-huh. You know what That's I mean? Like the thing. this, yeah. it's different when you're like eighty, whatever. Like you yeah. kind of like I've been around there. Yeah. You know, you've oh, you've grown into that maturity, but yeah. to do, jump into that and just to jump into the headspace of like I can not do the same or oh i can do this you know what i mean like it's weird to that's flick a that weird too, you know, the emotional roller coaster yeah. and like so one i think that's like insanely inspiring to be able to get to that point yeah pull yeah. the homies together get through it you know and be okay with that yeah because there's so much ego that goes into like like when you track something like no it's not perfect let me do it again you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're we're like that's just yeah. the, like. The and there was there was a couple moments of that, you know, while we were working on the record. But a lot of it was just like, you know, I can't do these guitar solos, Morgan. You have to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I can't play uh, this piano lick just like because he was Morgan Copper was also yeah. playing guitar with me in the Pistolettes at the time. I couldn't do it. He could do it. So he mm. would just like get on there and just do a tiny little line. Yeah. You know? And it's like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be able to do this. I just can't do it right now. Yeah. I wrote it. You can do it. That's good enough for me. I don't care. So. Um, Towards the end of that band, um, I started feeling a lot better. Yeah. And we were playing out all the time. Things were great. So and that's when you're playing with Leah, too, right? Ye- well, so Leah started right oh. after that. Okay. So Pistolettes okay. ended. 
Um, and I started writing the first Cellophane Jane record. Okay. And then I started playing with Leah. Okay. That yeah. Okay. So and so Cellophane Jane was almost just kind of like um, part of this like kind of like uh, PT music for yourself. Kind of. Um, I would say that, like, at least specifically for dancing with the queer veins, that yeah. was just the holdover from that time. Because gotcha. I wrote it during the Pistolettes, and, like, everyone was like, we can't play that. Like, <laughs> <we do it." laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll save it for my solo record. Um, doing Cellophane Jane at that point was more so um, a means to get back to, I've got all these songs. Yeah. I probably had a back catalog at that time of, like, 375 songs. <laughs> and but we who's counting? Fuck. <laughs> 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 this guy. <laughs> so we just couldn't get through the stuff quick yeah. enough. You know, yeah. we had another EP that we planned, but the record took four years to make. Right. And the EP was taking, it looked like it was probably going to take another three. So I was yeah. like, I want to make something. I want to do something. So I sat down. It was, uh, I think it was, like, right after my birthday. I decided, you know, I'm going to make the record. And so it was before the first week of May. I, <laughs> I perfectly set it out, so I had seven days. So I, I went downstairs with no ideas, um, wrote all the tracks, recorded it, mixed yeah. it, mastered it, and was done, and put it out, and came up with the band name and the logo yeah. on May 1st and released it. Done. One week. Got it all done. What did you do last week? <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't stop. Uh, well, that was the thing. The first... Uh, Cellophane like CD release was five five, five at the five. He put out five records at the five o'clock. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, because that was like a uh, King Gizzard had just come out and they were putting out a couple records at that time. And I was like, well, I could I could do more than one record, it, you right. know, at once. Right. So I worked on yeah five different uh, records, got through all of that over the course of one year. Put out five records, um, but then you came in during the recording of the. F- fourth one i think yeah you were working on garbage harbor yes yeah when we got back together and started working on it and so you were just i don't know probably in the last couple weeks of that yes i think so yeah and that was that was misery (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember it surprisingly because you you know Lindsay tells me all the time like don't (laughs) like don't even think about that record because it'll bring you down um and cool. we had just had a Marauders reunion, and that's how yeah. we started playing together again. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think what what even caused it. It's just everyone was together. I think I I want to say you. It was either you. I I don't think Joe Boda hit me up about doing the Sandro. Would have been Joe Reichley, probably. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, "Hey, are you down to do like a oh, little reunion?" You know what it was? It was your um your recital for school you did your final thing and oh. i saw that you were posting about it and i was like oh this is cool so i watched it with my dad and then i reached out to you after that and then i was slowly talking to you again and i was like oh you know we're gonna go to the sam trap everyone's coming so then you showed up and it was the first time i seen you in probably like it had been seven years or something yeah well i think i want to say four because i want to say 2013 is when we like 2012 2013 <laughs> right. is it when we four. stopped marauders <laughs> yeah and then 2017 and is the year I think all those got put out. And yes. so that's when we got... Yeah. So we did this little reunion show, and then it was like, oh, cool. And then we were thinking about jamming together again. And me and Nate got together, and nobody else showed up. So it was like, okay, <laughs> cool. I got this other band I'm working yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> Here's yeah. all four records that we've been working on. Um, 
I just got a butt in. It's because of those first like four records that until I joined this band, I thought you guys had been a band for like ten years. That's funny. Yeah. Because it's I, all. I was totally convinced. It's all just me on all yeah. of those records. Yeah. My no, dad, this is the first one with me on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. My dad played drums on one track on uh, Garbage Harbor. That was the only guest spot that I had for anybody. But it was just me. Recording everything by myself because I used to do all these demos and I was like, well, the demos are good enough to put yeah. out. You know, yeah. I might as well just put out the demos. I wish more people thought that way. I, I think a lot of people get like way too involved in like perfecting every single thing. But I think that that kind of goes back to what we're saying. The medium now is like, yeah, you have to be fucking perfect. Well, or, yeah, you I, know, I think I think it's going to take getting back to those basics of just like just fucking record it and put right, it out right. because like the best thing you can do for yourself is just keep producing. Right. And like just keep putting yourself out there and like being like throwing stuff in people's faces because at some point you're going to get some measure of success unless you're not putting anything out. Well, perseverance is going to equal success no matter what. Yeah, it's it's like it, 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 you gone are the days of like dropping a song and then like blowing up because it it just doesn't work that way except for a lucky few who songs blow up on TikTok. Yeah, but like yeah. you can't you can't you can't manufacture that. No, yeah. you can. <laughs> like it's an <laughs> algorithm, and it's it's having a fucking funny ass. Let me show you. you Let me show can, you. But Here like, we go. Yeah. Get on the kit. This yeah. one's yeah. gonna be called the puppy jiggle, and it's gonna fucking work. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like I, I'm sure. Yeah, you could you could do something silly, but like yeah, you know, if, you if know. you're if you're making like your your serious yeah, music, yeah, yeah. it's just it's that's not how it works anymore. Right. No, yeah. I definitely agree with that. But anyway, so like. Like not to not to brush it up, but I totally agree with no, that. No, I just and had to kind of bounce. Yeah. No, I like <laughs> the bounce into that. Like, Garbage Harbor is a very unique record out of everything I listened to that Super you put dark. out. Yeah. But what was it like? Was that the first time you recorded something with your dad? And uh, well, what was that? We were like? working on his record a while ago. And the one uh, you're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So like. We're constantly in a state of re-recording that record. Oh boy! So we had, reco- <laughs> we had oh recorded boy. that. Yeah, ah. Nate knows this all too well. We'd recorded um, that track. He came downstairs and I said, "Here's the deal, man. <laughs> so I want you to play for 67 seconds, and uh, I want you to play like the most insane, like um, avant-garde jazz drums you know." And yeah. so he's like, "Okay, I've got three different drummers, and I'm going to do this." I said, "Okay, cool." So I set the kid up, and he just he just went to town. And as soon as it was done, I was like, "Stop!" Did three times. I said, "Okay, cool." Um, and I took the track, and then I wrote on top of that. Okay. Which was just <laughs> wild, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like um, some of the stuff his dad's doing, I'm just like, what? Out. Like, that's a weird, there's weird bits on that record. Okay. Yeah, so that one was like that. Now, Garbage Harbor, the actual track, is crazy because I wrote it. Um, a lot of these Cellophane Jane tracks, too, like there's a song on um, Dandy Boho uh, called Mazarine. And I wrote that, and I did the demo for it when I was uh, like Fifteen or something yeah. like that, and I recorded that, and that's the drums. So I went back and recorded on top of that. So I would do stuff like that, yeah. pull tracks okay. that I recorded a long time ago, and record back on top of it. So it's like this really long span time of time capsule. Yeah, totally. That's very cool. So for Garbage Harbor, I wrote the track when I was, I think I was like thirteen or something uh, like that, and rewrote it parts of it with, um, I think you played it a long time ago. It was a track that I wrote with Dylan and Joe. And then I showed it to you, and I was like, I don't know what we're going to do with this. Because it was just called Dylan's Song for <laughs> a long time. Um, and I recorded that, and then the middle part didn't work out, so I slowed it down on tape and went back and did some other things. So I started experimenting with some weird stuff on that. Um, I, I one of the best things I think too, like if you like that brown box that's behind you, it's this thing that uh, we, this tr- is we took a box amp, right? Yes, we yeah. took a, a box amplifier and put it in this brown box, and now it's like a preamp. 
Oh. And like, I like taking oh, weird yeah. equipment yeah, yeah. that isn't supposed to do what I'm using it for. Like I got this uh, four track that just did not work, but you plug your guitar into it and turn it up all the way. And now it's this cool fuzz unit. You yeah. Know? So it was experimenting with a ton of stuff like that and drum machines. Got through the record, and then I th- we started playing for during Garbage Harbor, but we were like working on slow stuff because I was convinced by Ellie from Thick Heaven at the time to. Do you want to start playing out? Like yeah. you should be doing yeah. this. I, was like, oh, I just don't know, you know. Yeah. It's been so long, you know. It was only like a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know. <laughs> so started playing out. Uh Ellie joined me, Nate joined me, and I Ellie on bass, right? Yes, Ellie on okay. bass. And we got Randall on guitar at that point. Randall was from Sam Fox. Yeah, oh Randall. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Randy. Um, Randy. So we started playing out and then that was the band that we did five by five with. And then I, I just, I never wanted to play live, but now we're <laughs> now we're stuck playing live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, like, with that, were you always into, like, I mean, as, aside from, like, tinkering with, like, this isn't supposed to do that, but I like how it does that? As far as, like, production and recording and learning all that stuff, now, was that, like, uh, seeing people do that? Or, like, what kind because you have a very specific way of producing and like kind of sound engineering a band totally and i know that from mike's yeah. being with mike and playing with mike and recording on his stuff yeah so what kind of like was that part of like maybe the pistolettes like Even having before that yeah so okay. uh, i got a four track i think when i well i had cassettes that i used to i had a four on. track too yeah. that's why i started tracking with <laughs> and i got a, i got a four track i think for <laughs> it Christmas. looked like this actually oh really it, it kind of it, it might, opened up might not think it might be hiding under there somewhere yeah. i might have given it to Aaron. i always wanted one as a kid and they were always out of my price they were range stupid expensive yeah. and now they're even more expensive right yep. and it's like it's tape dude what are you doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember going to guitar center and being like i need another recording tape and they're like yeah we don't have that don't anymore. Don't make them anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? You had a better chance of finding them at Target. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the vintage anyway. aisle. So you had your four tracks. Got the four tracks, started recording with that, and I was recording uh, when we were doing the antics stuff, and we were just like, there was no microphone, so you'd put it in a certain spot in the room, <laughs> and then you lean over the, the tape uh, and just start screaming into it. But the first time I actually recorded something uh, was I was working on my brother's record. He, for whatever reason, couldn't record with whoever he was recording with before and was like, let's give you a shot. You've yeah. been trying out GarageBand, and let's see what happens. So it worked, and we recorded yeah. his record, um, Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, B.A. Start. <laughs> Which uh, is what, what, pro- yeah, what, what, what cheat code that's that? I, th- oh, I feel like it's got to be like something for, for PlayStation. It's either for uh, <laughs> Contra, I think, Classy. something like that on the yeah. NES. Oh, that's even classier. Yeah, it could have been Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Contra. <laughs> So what a we, good show. <laughs> we recorded that and that was like my first foray. And then right after that, I got into the Pistolettes and was recording the Pistolettes and did another record for Alan. So it was just like slowly like starting to build up recording for other people. Um, and funny enough for that first cellophane gene record, I went back to the tape machine. So it was just like, you got to start yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Back to the basics. That yeah. That's the whole idea. But still like, so like did like, <coughs> so starting with that, like, <coughs> what was your, like, were you going, like, I guess re-recording a fucking Queen record forever would kind of have you think in that way and start to, totally, you know. Totally, yeah. Like well, I mean, because Alan was always recording with our friend Charlie Loudon. Okay. Um, and then when I was recording with Alan, we would go to Charlie's house. So I got to see, like, how they would track and, like, what how we would be overdubbing yeah. and doubling different things. And Alan, like, sometimes will quadruple track his vocals. Yeah. Or his acoustics and stuff. So I started learning those kinds of different mm. things that you could okay. do. But yeah. then it's also like, 
I was told, like, don't do this. Don't plug your guitar straight in and do it. Well, I'm going to do it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's see what happens. Punk rock! Ah! Yeah, exactly. every, every rule is made to be broken, especially yeah. in the studio. Yes. Well, is it... Um, so that's super interesting, because like, I've always, like... I like uh, I've always spent so long trying to write the thing and get the group ready, and I'm envious of someone who can do the whole <laughs> bit and not lose their mind doing it and be able to do it with their own, like... I'm like I, I get to the point where I'm like I just need someone to know if it's out of phase or not and like For you know sure, I mean? yeah. so I very I very much envy the ability to record and do it all your own and like have put in that time to get that skill set down yeah well and like a big part of it too was there was a whole year where I couldn't do anything because I was basically so disabled was, so yeah, I had yeah. that time to sit down and like. I think I made a schedule for myself. I woke up at like five every morning and I would like look up videos on recording and uh, mic techniques and stuff. And I would just like watch that every day. Yeah. I was like, can you rent? What's that? That was that whole schedule. Like when you were like, was this right when you started to do the PT and the guy was like, yeah. we're going to get you better. Yeah. So I think I'd, I'd wake up at five. I'd do some piano exercises. I'd okay. go, uh, go on a bike ride. And then okay. I would um, just sit down and like learn recording exercises for probably like three or four hours and take okay. a break. And then I would try and play some guitar for maybe like an hour or two okay. and then go back to recording and just be mixing nonstop for okay. months. Okay. So I think in that span of time, that's when that's I really learned how to okay. do Okay. But that makes sense. Because yeah. like you can, as a musician, you can figure that. it out, right? Yeah. Like it's just having that time to do it. Totally. And, and I imagine that discipline, like, and maybe putting it in a structure where it's brand new. And you can do it with other people. Yeah. Like, were you working with Mike's stuff at that time, too, as part of No? Okay, no, this yeah. is all just It cellophane. was all just, no, well, well, that was all pistolets. So, okay, okay, um, okay. Morgan would come over every once in a while, and we'd work on stuff. But mostly it was like, we already laid down all the backing tracks, and now I'm just experimenting okay. for months and months and months. Which is probably why the record took so long to make. <laughs> right, but, you know, I think there's nothing... Like nothing wrong if it takes forever to make, you know what I mean? Like as long as it sounds good at the end. As long as know? it sounds good at the end, and you're happy with it, you yeah. know. Like there's like to kind of go back to what what you were saying. Like um, there's like this kind of spiel of just putting stuff out too. So there is a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like on both ends. Like I remember talking with some other local guys. Like yeah, I just put out whatever because it's all a numbers game. So you have this huge catalog of just like random shit and like something you really put time into, but it just gets thrown in that river of just like random shit you know so there is kind of like there is a weird world we live in where it's like super perfected and thrown out and then there's this weird world where it's just put out too yeah you know what i mean i mean i I feel like we've all been through the ringer of like just spending like months or even years on a project be it like an ep or even a yeah a single song yeah and then you you put it out there and five people listen to it and you're like that's it (laughs) that's that's what you're getting yeah and and it's like uh, why did (laughs) i do that you know like i feel like typically like a week or two into like working on a song like it's as good as it's gonna be and then you're just you know tweaking little things from there i mean obviously that's not like you know the same for everything you know some things take a little longer than others but my point is don't take too long sure it's just no definitely You're just you're just hurting yourself at the end of the day. Can and can like I ask w- w- and from everybody, what's the one most nitpicky thing that you've went back and forth that was so minute that as a musician you'll get it. You're like, oh, that fucking fill, oh, that fucking whatever. But you show it to someone else and they're like, yeah, I I don't know, it's fine. Like, I had one recently. It involves Leah. <laughs> like, we recorded at sea level, recorded a track with uh with basically the Dreamcatchers. Yeah. Right. 
and uh, I had a guy master it, and he gave me two masters. I was like, why would you do that to me right now? I'm trying to put this out. <laughs> yep. And he gave me one with <laughs> verb and one without <laughs> without verb. And like we had this show at Negative Space, and I grabbed Leah and Gotti. I was like, I need your opinions. Hang out in my van. And then Josh was walking by like, Josh, come in. And they're in my van, and I'm showing them, take one, no verb. Take two, with verb. Take one, no verb. I'm like, what do I do? And like Leah was like, oh, that's cool. And then Gotti's like, I don't hear a difference. You yeah, know, like, they both sound the same. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I hate that. It's not what I want. So, so be discerning. I went yeah. with it. I went no verb, no verb. Way to go. Yeah, but like, but you know, what I mean, like, what was like a most recent or most most like prominent version of that? <laughs> you got one. I feel like you got one. It's, you got. It's, Look, that's on the tip of the tongue. It's you always it's always vocals for me. Yeah, because um, I I got a little like solo uh, side project that I Plug do sometimes. Uh, Cleveland Stevens. Um, it's yeah. not like anything that we do. Um, uh, but I, uh, I go, I mean, because that's all like, um, recorded and produced and mixed yeah. by myself. Usually, uh, I actually had my last song, uh, mixed my, by my very good buddy, Tuck Mindrum. Uh, oh, yeah. much love to Tuck. Uh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was his birthday two days ago. So, Shouts um, out. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, but like. That that's the type of thing where like right. I get like so nitpicky if I if I don't like finish it in like you know a week or a month or something it's taken me months and this particular song Damn. I started okay. like two years ago and I I would like yeah. work on it put it away yeah. maybe work on it a couple months later and put it away so it wasn't a constant thing but it was just like every time I'd hit this point where I was like <laughs> yeah I hate it it just it sucks and I, I'm not gonna put it out and then and then I'd come back to it so it's like. For me, yeah, like hearing my vocals over and over again is just like, I yeah, that, that little thing is not right. Yeah. And any yeah, any yeah. other person would listen I, to it. I, like, I obsess over that shit too. Yeah, especially vocals. Yeah, it it got to the point with that song where I was just like, done. I'm putting it out. I think yeah, for yeah. me, so. I really like to try and get everything done in like like a solid take, versus like doing it and maybe piecing diff from different takes into right, it. Right. And so, like, I try and get it solid all the way through. Um, but I've tried to, like, just sit back and be like, all right, that can be, I got it great in another take. Like, yeah. some of the fills, like, as long as I can get them good. Right. And then we can get that spiced in, you know. Do you play to a click? I, Are you a click guy? I'm Alan, not. Alan, yeah. Let's just <laughs> I don't think either of us are, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's I, so fucking I'm, hard. I'm shirking the click recently yeah. myself. It it just doesn't. I don't need to be perfect, you know. Good. Like it just yeah. gotta sound good. <laughs> well, we we tried to do that with the wigged out song we recorded recently, and it was just like, uh, like, Eric really wanted to do it to a click, which you know I, I get because he plays to a click really well. But we were trying to track this as a full band, and I was like, the only way that we're gonna do this right is if we just shirk the click and we just play it, and we yeah. get one really solid take. And then we just overdub everything other than the drums. And I was like, yeah. you know. You can notice, like, when you listen to old records, like, the tempo sorry, changes. Control. You know what I mean? Like, in, in old tracks. <laughs> anyway, keep going. So you go for the solid take that's acceptable all the way through. Yeah, like, I, I try and get it as, you know, perfect as I can. Yeah. You know, there were some of these some of these songs on this record we did Which at one? least five or six times. Yeah. Oh, particularly Ballad. Yeah. Ballad was definitely one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. very last track. We yeah, we definitely would play through it a good chunk because there's a fill at the very end, and yeah. so we we nail everything and we get to that fill, and inevitably, oh, stick would hit something, fall out of my hands. Yeah, and it's like 
at the very end of the song. <sighs> um, some of them we didn't want to take. Yeah. Um, like what? <laughs> uh, fly in the bush. Yeah. yeah? That one was perfect. Like, was first sick. take, Super we looked at each other, we're like, I would think that's it. We did a second take, and we're like, yeah, the first one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one more played live? I don't think so, okay. to be honest with you. I mean, that was an old Pistolette song, which was actually an old Marauder song. Ah, well, maybe there is played for years. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know that I don't know that you ever played it. I don't yeah. think I presented yeah. it to you. We did have a song on the record that was a Marauder song. Uh, it was the first track on the record, the revealing. That yeah. used to be a Marauder song that we did play a yeah. lot. That we would play a lot, but actually mm. was never officially like released Record, or anything. Never recorded or released. I mean... It was recorded poorly. But. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, like, what's cool about this record is it's like a through story, right? And yeah. you're picking up on all those things and, like, kind of what you've explained, like, because like, then that hits with the, the, the crazy glass breaking and shit. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's cool to know. That was also – so now when you're pulling See, songs See, that's a whole part record, of it, too, I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Let's kind of dive in. Well, no, let me get one, like, fucking sticky with I mean, I got a lot, you know, because uh, (laughs) I'm only going to name, like, two. But I got a lot because I used to record a bunch of other bands. Yeah. So there's always problems. Right, (laughs) right, right. As Connor knows. So, uh, because Connor has his own studio now as well. Yeah. Plastic Dino. Love um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just did. So. did yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it more for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll Let me find a good sound for plug... uh, Plastic oh. Dino Recordings. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that. Probably available now, right, in a uh, Bay Village. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, we have uh, some time. You can go to plasticdino.com or uh, plasticdinorec.com. I bought both of those, so they both redirect oh. to the same website. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check us out. Yeah. Anyway. So. <coughs> also, shout out to Tuck Mandrum, who is my partner in crime over there. So. Yes. Um. Uh, probably for me, it's when somebody records something and they can't tell that it's mm. out of tune. Like yeah. They can't tell that they miss the tempo. Yeah. And I like keep on gently nudging them, like, come on, you can do it one you more think. time. Like, yeah. uh, one time I was recording uh, with Leah, and I don't mean anything bad on the guy that recorded us because he did such a great job. Yeah. Um, but he just wouldn't tell me what was wrong with what I was playing. And it was gotcha. really pissing me off because yeah, yeah. I was like, Dude, I do this too. Like, just tell me what's wrong. You know? Right, right, right. So I finally got to it, and he just was like, "Yeah, just, we're almost there. Just one more. Just, uh, you're, you're close. Just one more. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "Oh, there's just two notes. Why didn't you just tell me? Yeah, <laughs> I could have like, killed those two I notes. have been wasting 15 minutes of both of our times. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. dude. And th- there's that pressure too, right? And like, like you know, I, some people feel it. I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like Joe Rack used to get red light fever. Right. As soon as we didn't record, it was just like, oh my god, this is it. I can't do it. You know. Well, I, I mean, like when you're paying for someone's time. Exactly. That's, if that's, you're the one paying for it, that's when you start to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if I'm like, usually yeah, that's yeah, me. I'm, just, yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah, someone's paying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but so he did, and the other one would be, so like the a vocal notes. thing, really, yeah, yeah. really tiny. Like, oh, just go up one dB. I just go back down. You know, yeah, like, uh, put a yeah, little yeah. more bottom on there. You know, it's just like, yeah. Or if something is too, if something's too boomy, then yeah. it's like you know you got to cut the bass. Then they're always like, add more trebles. No, you got to cut. It's a cutting game. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Those it's are my peppies. Yeah. <laughs> that would drive me fucking bonkers. Like, that's why I, I, I don't... But, um, but yeah. I, okay, that makes sense. And it's interesting because it, as soon as you, like, know kind of what you're doing, like, I get the whole, like, do another take. And there's, like, I am 110% know I'm missing something. Tell me to do it again. Like, if, if I ever do yeah. a take and then he's like, yeah, that was good. I'm like, let me do it again anyway. Like, yeah. the guy I work with is super cool. I work with this dude out of Solon. And, like, like, fucking, I'm just, like, Especially with vocals, I'm like, I'll do it again. He's like, I think that was good. I'm like, you sure? Let's, let's say that one. Let me try it again. 
And he's like, I don't know what you're looking for now, but that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they think that it was totally fine and it's not fine and they want to move right. on, you're like, but it wasn't fine. Right. Like, you're like, and like, but sometimes that outside source hears the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so there's a certain true. balance to be there's had balance, there for yeah. sure yeah. between like the person, you know, knowing what they want, but also Trusting. sometimes needing yeah. them needing to hear this is actually really good. Right. And you should, you should like, I, I wish I could make you hear what I'm hearing. But also, th- totally. be in that situation, you're kind of like, you're kind of playing with psyche in a way. You're kind of working with Absolutely. people's emotions, and it's not just like, because the red light fever is a thing, yeah. and like you overcome that to record your stuff. And now, how do you comfort someone else yeah. who's like, you know what I mean? Like audio engineer and therapist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Dude, <laughs> I, it's, it's a lot of sessions kind of devolve about. into like, like, let's talk. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. I, I totally. <laughs> I totally get that. And it's important. Can, it's very right. important. But when you find someone that you can record and trust with, like you can at Plastic Dino Studios, you can like. <laughs> Did I fuck up the name? No, no, that's that's a that's a great plug. At Plastic Dino Studios, you will make records. You will make <laughs> records and progress. Anyway, <laughs> roaring through this, <laughs> we care. We care. Um, but also, so. Okay, the first track is an old Mirage track. Dig up your trauma. <laughs> let's, 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 I, we could turn down the dBs of your self, uh, uh, your your uh, your uh, self. Uh, your self pity. Your self pity. What's the word I'm looking for? Hope. Ah. We'll uh, we'll just we'll just boost the treble on your soul. We'll turn down the treble <laughs> and boost the self confidence. Oh, yeah. oh. oh yeah. <laughs> You'll sound great and feel great. And feel good. Yeah. But anyway, you'll so like the way you feel. You'll like the way you feel. <laughs> Soul pass. <laughs> Soul pass. <laughs> I kind of like that. I feel like that's that's definitely a bit. It's a good one. Like, but okay, look back to the record. <laughs> Ballad. So, like, going back into like, so it starts off with the Marauders track. What else, like, thematically, is going on? Because there's the narrative of your kind of. Uh, Everything that happened and getting through that, yes. and like, um, it's one a tale of ten years, right? Would be the best way to describe it. A I tale think, yeah. of ten years. Yeah. So, like, musically, how much of those tunes are being pulled from different points within those ten years, or were they written to reflect those ten years? A little bit of both. Okay. Um. So that Marauders track, the first track, revealing, definitely. It ended up becoming like it was either that was going to be the first one or or did I come to you with like this is the whole list this is how it's going. We we tried to do uh, one that's going to eventually be coming out as the first record. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we, yeah. we so we had a track that we had been working on forever and yeah. we just couldn't get the right feel for it. And so he brought up the the song that we had done forever ago and he's like, "Hey, let's let's try this and see if this get fits better." Right. And uh, we kneeled it out. Took a day, I think. We yeah. went through and just got the bones of it and laid it down. It made that much more sense too, because it was a Marauders track from that right. point. That time. No, that yeah. totally makes sense to me. That's why I'm like, what else is going yeah. on here? Like, and that so that was kind of like a, a little bit of a musical epiphany, I think, because you're right. Yeah, the other track was called CCQ, and it just it didn't work. And it will be coming out the next EP we do. But yeah, so we did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so fortune teller. That was written for the record. That's the second track. Third track's Fly in the Bush. That was written to reflect that period of time. Right. Um, and that was written during that period of time, too, right. in college. Um, Silver Morning was written for the record. Dancing, or graduation. 
That was written for the record. Uh, Dance with the Queer Veins was written around that time. That was like that that piece you're working that on. That big piano guy. And yep. like that that song is so epic. It reflects the the healing process within that. You know what I mean? Totally. And like like that's like I remember you telling me about that song, forgetting the title of that song, going yeah. back and listening to that track and being like, "Holy shit. This is like Yeah. And it's almost like the centerpiece of the record too. Yeah. That's really where the the shift starts to happen right. where it's like, you know, I'm not hurting anymore. I'm moving, moving forward and yeah. moving on. Um then it's Out of the Blue was written around that time as well for that year period. I think it's Turning. Turning was the last song that we wrote. It was like a last-minute addition to. Okay. wasn't going to be on the record. Um, but then uh, we just kind of stumbled onto the riff while we were fi- – I think we f- while we f- were finishing everything else up. Yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> then it's Great Pretender, written for the record. And then Ballad. I wrote Ballad a long time ago, actually. Um I was walking down the street uh, while I was. It was one of those mornings where I was right. on the schedule and I was like going for a morning walk, and that just like hit me in the head, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool!" And I just kept it in my pocket probably yeah. for like five years. Did the concept with that come, or was the concept like put together? Because like, did that song bec- come before the actual record? Oh yeah, big time. Okay, yeah. so that was like, oh shit, we gotta put it together now. But then the full evolution of that song yeah. happened towards the end of actually making the record. I yeah. Think, right. Because yeah. that song encapsulates pieces and just sounds from all previous nine songs. Yeah, I noticed so, that. Like, I so was it's like, like there's a lot of motifs coming back yes, in this one. Totally. Yeah. Good ear. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, very Hans Zimmer of you. That's what I mean. We were going for with that. Um, and so if that one really could not be finished being written until everything else was written and recorded. Right. So we, I knew what to do with it. But, but just knowing where the period is going to be or the exclamation point or the question mark of the thing makes everything else become important, you know, and totally. having to knock it out. Great Pretender is super fucking catchy, too. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah. what, uh, kind of the mindset with that, like, the narrative with that is that that kind of, like, uh, like, be, like, I would, like, is that kind of, like, trying to over, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to put a meaning to it. Yeah, no, fair, sure. But, like. Pretending it's like it's all better, or like it could be a little bit of that. Yeah. So truly, it was more like coming back to start playing shows again. Yeah. Um, whether it wasn't specifically about coming back and playing during um, Cellophane Jane as much as it was coming back and playing during the Pistolettes, or coming back and playing with my brother more importantly, because yeah. I wasn't playing drums for probably right. like a year and a half or something, and then there was finally like the show. It's like okay, I'm coming back to play, and you know like. I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but I'm known well enough around town as yeah. a really intense drummer. And so, like, all of the good drummers showed up to that show. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and so it was like, that's not what I wanted. And, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it never is. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, you know, they're all standing there with their arms crossed, just staring at me. Coming to and, the third uh, gig, please, not it, the first. It sucked <laughs> because at the end of that show, like, my hands started giving up. Mm. So I was like, well, how am I going to recover from this? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not able to hit what I want to hit. So I just picked up my drums and threw them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, no one's got to know that I can't yeah, play yeah. anymore. And they were like, wow, dude, that was really crazy. And I had this uh, drum head. <laughs> it's still on the front of the drum. It says Rogers, which is like a drum company from yeah. the 50s, 30s. And um, I kicked the bass drum over. And everyone's like, oh, my God. He like kicked a Rogers drum. I was like, no, and luckily it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. something from like the 90s. But like, yeah. it, it made the, it hit, it, like, the point was made home. It's just like, oh, my God, he's back. You know? uh, but it, I was totally kind of like faking it. And yeah. it's coming to terms with like uh, – I don't, 
like I didn't feel comfortable coming back on stage. I was um, feeling like I was going through the motions for a lot right. of it too, because I think that was a whole other part with it in my head. Like uh, I, there wasn't a whole lot of stage fright anymore, yeah. which is great, but um, it was also just a loss of like joy right. in doing something. Right. So I was like, do I want to do this anymore? You know, like do I feel comfortable doing this? I'm getting on stage. I'm not getting reaction. I'm not feeling anything doing right. this. I'm just yeah, like I said, going through the motions, but. Eventually, it was like, okay, find some kind of comfort and peace in what you're doing, whether that's you're writing these songs and now you're playing them out. Like, there's different ways to um, find success. Right. You know, that yeah. doesn't really have to amount to like people telling you, like, you did great or this is good. It's like, if I wrote the song and I finished the song and I feel good about it, that's success enough. Yeah. You know, because I feel comfortable yeah. in that. So it's more, instead of seeking. Um, approval. approval from mm-hmm. people. It's just like finding it in your own work and in your own ways. Yeah, but that's a hard thing. That, that's a hard thing to come to when you're kind of like so. fighting <laughs> against the world to prove a point. You know what I mean? Like when you're like, and not in like a violent way, just to prove yourself worth of as a as a performer or a musician. You're always, you know, pinned up against someone else who's playing and like. So that's that's a big deal to come to terms to be like, I did the thing and I'm cool with it. You yeah. Know what I mean? It sounds easy now. And I'm sure Aim will listen and will be like, yeah, dude, I'm cool with it. But still, we're going to play and we're going to defeat the shit out of that other band. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know? and it was, it was something weird that we used to face a lot being, you know, like 16, going to these bars and yeah. uh, playing for these blues people. Because I don't know if it happened to you, but it happened to me every single time we played. Like it was like, oh, these young kids are gonna get on stage and they're probably gonna sing their pop punk song, right? You know, whatever. And then they get on stage and start wailing. Yeah. And then afterwards you win them over. But it was like, but that, there's that, know. there's that, there's that buzz where you're like, ah, you didn't expect something, yeah. and I overcame, I, uh, I overcame your expectations yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah. And and like that feels good. And like that used to feel great, but yeah, at that moment in time, after all of this, I didn't feel that anymore. You know, so it was like, where else can I find that kind right. of feeling? You know, What's that's not drugs, right? <laughs> or right, something right, crazy. right. But that's finding that self-validation through other people yeah. when really it's got to be on your own. Exactly, and that yeah. keeps the engine continuously burning. Totally, right? that's yeah. that's fuel for yourself. Yeah. Right. Dude, you know, I was just talking to Lindsay about this the other day. Like, I, I talk to people about their music all the time. They're just like, I can't listen to myself. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what it is. I make the music that I want to hear. Yeah. I'm going to put myself on it. I'm going to hear my own fucking songs, yeah, you know? Right. I love listening to my, my music. Mind. Like, like, what do you mean during this entire process, yeah. every time I got something from him in this, like, I would just play it. And, like, it slowly got all the layers on it. I'm like, now I can, because yeah. I can finally start to hear what he's been, like, envisioning. Yeah. yeah. Because I could not see where this was. Like, I couldn't, I could, I, I understood there was a place it was going, but I right. didn't know 100% where it was going. And every time I was just like, oh, man. And when, like, finally hear the final mixes of this stuff and, like, ballad, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're writing a song, Dave, do you um, hear the final thing in your head before you do it? I hear a ghost of it. I hear a ghost totally. of it. You a know ghost, what I mean? Like, yeah. I know, like, all right, I know where it's going to go, and I know what I want initially. Like, uh, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I want this type of harmony here, and I want to build up three parts, and it's going to go to this part. I don't know exactly what that's going to sound like until I do it, but I'm going to shoot for that direction. So I get a ghost of everything yeah. that's not the melody and the progression. And, like, I'm kind of, like, always, like, 
pleasantly surprised by what Pat or Cody adds. And like sometimes it sometimes it's the complete picture. Yeah. But most of the time it's it's the it's the outline with ghost uncolored, uncolored background. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like but is that the opposite for you? Do you hear everything? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because sometimes I'll just start recording the drums first. Right. You know, I think on uh, the, f- I don't know, uh, everything until you started recording with me, Nate. Um, I recorded all the drum parts first, and then I would go and I'd add everything else on top. Yeah. So I knew where exactly it was all going to go. Exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. But do you don't start writing like that, right? J- it just depends. Sometimes yeah, I'll yeah. hop on the drums and I'll write the whole song. Okay. Yeah. Like, so and that's 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 cool to have those different ways to get to that yeah. to get to that the end picture you know, like I don't know like and like there it's it's a really weird process and like I I, w- I try to keep a, a writing habit of writing like every other day for an hour and just doesn't matter just write totally. and then yeah. and then kind of going back so one thing like going back and relearning g- and playing off these old tapes was that kind of like a way to kind of s- with memory and like kind of triggering some of that stuff totally. to work off that and like yeah, work yeah. on writing from that? Because, uh, you know, I think for a while I never really like – I could sit down and I could start coming up with songs and I could probably write like 10 songs just sitting here and coming yeah. up with stuff. A lot of times I think I'll end up uh, texting you and I'm like, I wrote 25 songs today. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it just like, like, they end up, like okay. I have this like huge like – they just yeah, like yeah. all shows up at once. Um, I'll get like days like that where you're like, I finished four. And yeah, you're like, yeah. You're like, fuck. And like the next day, it's like I spend that hour doing fucking nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? yeah, but I make sure to do that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you're like, God. <laughs> yeah, I think because uh, I got all these demos from so long ago. I think yeah, that was a, a way of trying to remember how we were doing things, and like I would try to get back into that mindset of like, okay, you know, I got this really cool drum part, and like. What can I build on top of it, or what was this song supposed to be? You right. know, like I g- listening back to those two, like I can remember exactly now. Surprisingly, yeah. after having forgotten everything, I remember everything. Yeah. So I can remember exactly where I was when I recorded whatever it was, what yeah. I was wearing, and like uh, the drums and <laughs> that's pretty it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's pretty wild. clear. That's pretty clear. Because once you forget everything, yeah, you'll never want to forget anything ever again. It's yeah. cr- it's like that makes sense, all you though. got. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and it, you know, it really is. It really is. Everything that our whole entire lives is here. Yeah, you know? totally. And everything that matters and everything that has value, you know, all those emotions are wrapped up in that. Oh, yeah. Like, Big if time. you think about, like, your first whatever guitar or instrument, it's precious in a way, but also, like, it's the shittiest one, totally. usually. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you completely forgot why it mattered, you'd be like, oh, well, you want it, kid? You know? Uh, yeah, totally. And, yeah. like, but holy shit. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I always, like, it's weird. I, I do sometimes hear that end bit, or I can shape that end bit to where that ghost vision yeah. is going. But I admire I admire someone who can, like, hear the whole thing. Because sometimes yeah. I'm really bad with giving directions. I'm like, we have a violin on the track. Okay, try try playing that. Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny. Uh, another, you know, I was talking to Lindsay, and I was like, you know, I got, um, I could still hear in my head, clear as day, exactly how the record was gonna go if yeah. you didn't play on it if, and so it's funny because it's like you know i like what we came up with it it's really great but i still hear that in my head nonstop. Yeah. i'm like should i record it too just so yeah, you get it out of me like, yeah I, for me like silver morning yeah. there, it, how that one started there was a completely different um rhythmic pattern yeah and so and it was you would like too. you had had the bass but you're like i don't know 100 percent what i want to do with the drums and so i came up with the drum pattern just kind of 
at the time I was listening to Phil Collins a lot, so uh-huh. it was kind of definitely Phil yeah, yeah. inspired, and it Phil just kind of <laughs> turned it into what it is. And yeah. so, like that's one for sure that I know that it definitely had some influence on there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, you know, and like one thing, so I don't. I threw violin out there for an example, but you know, I don't. I don't know how the what a typical violin mindset would be. So I trust the person I brought in, you know, to record that bit and come up with the best thing that I would never be able to do because I'm not that person. And yeah. then they get to share that, like, I have it, I had a little bit on that. Maybe they're like, oh, fuck, I had a little bit on that. You know what I mean? Like, what, whatever it may be <laughs> in their mind, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I like to think, like, it, it get, lets someone have their, like, I'm in on this too, you know? Not that, like, I don't there's no wrong way, but, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. It's such a it's such an interesting like space, and most people I talk with like they're like, yeah, I hear the whole thing. We mean you don't. I'm like, fuck. I miss <laughs> it. You know what I mean? And I mean so it in the good yeah. way. Like, like shit. I I feel like I can do that, but yeah. like I also feel like I I I've had to like tell myself to like not do that. Yeah. To like not set an expectation, at least when I'm working with other people, because yeah. that it just it's never the way that I hear it in my head. Because th- there might be something fucked up in my head, but I I always hear like things that just like aren't even like possible for some reason yeah. sometimes i'll hear like notes that like are like in between another note and it's just it doesn't even make sense like when i try to like put it out so it's like i i just try to like not have expectations do my own parts and then you know just let other people run with it and yeah th- i feel more satisfied that way you know okay like i, I just kind of like it. let it go and again it's like back to like the numbers game thing it's like if i just try not to like overthink any one thing i'll just be satisfied more you know right just like that's just a me thing though but you know i imagine coming from that perspective of working with other people there's an inflection within yourself later mm-hmm. right like i don't know if like like i don't do you like bring in a lot of people to record them i know you worked with mike and with leah yeah yeah but like you know i don't know if like if uh, like to have them like guest on things, no, you mean, or, or just like just like to actually record people. Record people. I used to. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done it in so long. A lot of it has to do with, uh, I think, just the space that and I time. have. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can, um, okay. And I thought about doing like, uh, like, going to your place and like bringing people in, being the guy that's running the session, or doing yeah. it with, uh, bad racket stuff. Right. You know Henry. Henry. Yeah. 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 Love yeah. Henry, yeah. Um, so that was like an opportunity that I had at one point, but I. Then I was like, I just don't know. You know, I yeah. don't have the time because I got to focus on this, and I'm like yeah. working on a ton of stuff with my brother. And yeah. at that time, I was working on Leah's record and the All's Harvest record. Yeah. So it's just like that's a lot. There was no time. Plus, you know? and, and it, it's hard to work with other, with other people on projects like that unless you're like really invested in it and like right. really yeah. like it and yeah. you want to be a part of it. You know, it can be like really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And I think luckily for all of those projects, I was playing on them. Like I yeah. played all the played a ton of guitar on the All's Harvest record. I played. Uh, all the guitar on uh, the Tom Cowley's record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so being more of a sideline, letting someone else make the big decisions, but you bringing what you can to those bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm the one that's in charge of recording it, too. <laughs> Which you is know? kind of like, okay, it, it goes it back to those big it bits. It does, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what you were saying, Connor, with um, like letting other people bring in their own bits to it, you know, like I ended up doing that for this record, too, because we did, me and Nate started, like, <laughs> there was a, a tiny bit of clashing at the beginning because I was like, this is how it's supposed to go, though. I just don't understand it. And you're like, yeah. what if? What if you just did it? <laughs> and that worked out so much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But part of that, like, well, uh, it's interesting that this is the first record, cellophane Jane record you're on, but also to me that kind of, like, checks out in a way because it's like the, like, 
it's the, it's the collaboration. Like as part of telling that story, you've been a character within the story for since track one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like metaphorical, actually on the take, and like coming. You know what I mean? Like so, I think that's also what makes this one stand out way more. Like um, I don't know if all five are on Spotify. They are. Uh, they yep. are okay. Because yep. like I went through and listened to listened to everything that's on Spotify as well, but I kept going back to the ballot. Yeah, because that it'll divide it up into like mini EPs or something oh, like okay, that. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. might be in like a separate section. Got it. I call it. them all, you know, records. Well, but they it doesn't are. Matter. Yeah, they fucking are. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, well, it doesn't matter if it's like because I'll do like a five song single, but it's yeah, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> five songs. Yeah. You, you write five songs for your one <laughs> single single. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's a. It's a it's an interesting space to kind of reflect back to. So kind of bringing the unpin something we pinned a minute ago. So you're recording a lot with your brother mm-hmm. and with his stuff, right? Yeah. And you're also working on this record with your dad. Yeah. Can you kind of get into that? Sure. What's this record that's been going on for ten years or whatever? <laughs> so you know, my dad, like I said, he's a drummer and yeah. um, he's also a singer, but uh, he would try to show these ideas to the other members of his band, but he couldn't really like project. Uh, Vocally? Yeah, like um, melodically to okay. people and be like, you know, I want it to sound like this. Yeah. So he would like l- start a loose sort of vocabulary and like be like, you know, it's supposed to sound like this song, but it's, you know, it's not this yeah. song. And so the only thing I started, <laughs> I think I was maybe one of the only people that would like listen to it and he would kind of vocalize and I would try and see if I could like get those notes on guitar yeah. and be like, okay, is it like this? And he, yeah, you know, so yeah, okay. I had a couple tracks that I wrote. That are um, they just didn't fit with anything. They were yeah. riffs beyond the Marauders at that point. So I, I brought those in. And was like, what do you think of these? They're kind of yeah. like Jeff Beck kind of tracks or okay. Rory Gallagher or something. And so then he had his stuff. Um, so yeah, we've been working on that for I don't even know how long anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> we recorded like a whole version of it. And he's like, let's do it again because it's a drummer's record is what it's right. supposed to be. Right. Um, but he ha- he hasn't had like a lot of recording experience either, so he doesn't know um, like you can do something again. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or um, if it's not good, like you can, you can just stop and right. just do it again. You know, yeah. He's just like, well, two takes and that's it. We're out. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> you dropped the whole middle, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But you let's know, let's go back. We well, that's also mature from listening back to yourself so many fucking times and yeah, hating totally. it and learning. You know what? I can chunk it or I can plunk all the way through. You know, and like knowing when to do that again. Like that's yeah. that's such a. It's it sounds so simple. You know, yeah. like you can do it again. Yeah, like, but, but wait, you just what? don't think about that, right? You know, because like, it's supposed to be. It. There's this mythology of like you have to do it and you have to fucking kill it, right? But it's also okay to not fucking kill it. You know? Yeah, totally. But anyway, so, so that's that's something you guys are working on. Yeah, we're just still working on okay. it. We were hoping to get it done, but then COVID ran in. Right. I think we were trying to get it out for his uh his seventieth, but Hell yeah. COVID hit, so it's like uh, yeah, uh, still working on it. Okay. We're gonna hit it up again next year, I think. Very yeah. cool. Um, and as far as like cellophane, Jane, I know this is like a big one to put out, but like you're also talking about the next EP. Oh my god! And yeah. I'm sure like you <laughs> got songs next on two, songs. Perhaps. Oh yeah, I've got two? like so yeah. I, the way that like when, even when we were in the the Marauders, I had five records planned out. So yeah. I have all these tracks. I'm like, oh, I gotta put them together. So me and I think Alan taught me this. Like, you get all these tracks together, yeah. you make the list, you make it in order, and then yeah. you're done, and you cement it that way. And yeah. You really work through those tracks, and now you record it. And yeah, I will always know what order it's going to be in from the beginning before we even start. Yeah. So I think we've got um, three EPs planned out okay. already. Yeah. I don't know when they're going to come out, you know. Probably but we might just focus on doing all of those next year. Right. But, but yeah. And 
that's cool to like, kind of like take the time and just go and chunk it, you know, just get yeah. the fuck out and like spend that time and then distribute it slowly yeah. while you're working on the next chunk. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because um, I think we reached a point where it was like we finished recording Ballad last May, I think, or it was about May. February, maybe. No, it was about May when like the final mixes were like uh-huh. when you had them done. Yeah, and so then right after that. Already started recording the next EP. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I totally, I t- like that's what we do with Sea Level. Like, we finished one, and I've it's only reason it's not been done is because I was waiting for harmonies for a minute from someone else, you yeah. know. And like, I was kind of just like, ah, you know, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> but while that waiting, like, we were already like halfway through the next chunk, totally. you know, for the next one. Yeah. So I totally get that, you know, I can't sit still type no, deal, you know. Yeah. And like, I mean, he put out five in one year, and now it's taken. A couple years to put out this one, so like, but we're gonna, we're, it evens out. we're ready to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> it evens out, yeah. Well, no, it evens out with like the quality of the one, not that the other that five too. didn't have quality. Yeah. This is fucking a dense ballad, it's a dense fucking it's record, very dense, yeah. Like, but um, so that's the next one's gonna be this, uh, these, these next three EPs, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there's the grog shop show. What else? Let's do a plug hole. Let me see what's a good plug hole plug sound, hole, you say? yeah. That's a round of applause for <laughs> yeah, what yeah, you got yeah. coming out. Let's let's let's. Uh, I think we hit. A, I think we hit a really good, like kind of narrative of, of where we are. You know. I think so. And like where this record is, and like. Yeah. Decent. Yeah, yeah we got the the grog shop shows coming up on eleven eleven. Yeah. Uh, with Gassi, I think yeah. is what how do you pronounce it? It's like it looks like Gayasi. Okay. It says yeah. everywhere else in parentheses Jossi. Okay. So maybe it's Jossi. Jossi. I don't, like, I don't you know. Or is it Yassi? Yeah. Oh, it could be Yassi. Oh. Ah, it's pretty cool. Yassi? That guy, he like uh, he dresses up like David Bowie. He's got these like one piece, um, like leotard thing, yeah. unitard. I yeah, have yeah. no idea. And they're like sparkly and stuff. Ooh. Looks pretty cool. It looks very glammy and fun. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna have to yeah. glam up for that show for sure. Definitely. Oh. Yeah, I'll dress up like the, the witch part. again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put the prosthetic on the witch. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, all we have lined up right now, um, we do. We do want to do some more shows. I'm working on a yeah. an album release with my brother. Yeah. And that's coming on Black Friday. Um, I actually don't know. I think it's at the five. Okay. Yeah. And then, I don't know. What's going on in Wigged Out uh, Land? We also have a show on Black Friday. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Competing. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we no. got, uh, we're playing with uh, Lilia and, um, okay, wow, cool. I can't remember the other name of the band, the name of the other band, so I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's at Happy Dog, right? I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Oh, I was expecting the wah, wah, wah. That's what I was going <laughs> yeah. for, but I pushed the wrong one. <laughs> I bailed. Um, yeah, no, that's at uh, Happy Dog. That'll be a fun show. Uh, that's cool. That's our first show in a while, but uh, we're psyched for it because we just tracked uh, <laughs> we just tracked our first like serious song uh, with uh, with Talk at Plastic Dino um, because we needed somebody good behind the board, somebody great behind the board. There you go. Um, Tuck is amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, really psyched for that song to come out, but... Before that comes out uh, on Black Friday, we'll be releasing our first two original singles that are just um, like in-your-face punk songs. Um, you know, sick. yeah. Hell so yeah. That, that's yeah. that's gonna be pretty sweet. Excited for that. Um, those are recorded and mixed by me uh, up in my apartment because the studio wasn't done at the time. So <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. Tight, tight. What do you got, Nate? Yeah, Nate. <laughs> I'm j- I just got cellophane stuff, man. What, what about your birthday <laughs> celebration that's coming up? Yeah, yeah the birthday got, boy. We got the birthday thing, right? We're all invited, right? I mean, that... Coming down from the celebration on that. 
Okay, we're, we got the... We didn't want to get... You missed get, it, man. You missed it. Did, didn't want to get turned up on a Tuesday. Oh, dear. <laughs> when you wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Eliminates... I mean, that lemonade. How late... <laughs> eliminates how late you want to stay up. <laughs> Was it... Now, like, as far as, like, booking stuff, are you guys, like, aiming to do that more? Or is, like, yeah, kind of taking... Are you pacing that? You know, I it's been kind of weird coming back to playing shows after yeah. COVID, too. Yeah, they feel like uh, all the bookers aren't the same people anymore. They're all new. And, Except for uh, the grog, I think. I'll reach the out to the one. owners, and I'm not getting anywhere. And yeah. it's weird because it's like I've known these people for right. almost 20 years because I've He's been d- doing it with my ba- yeah, yeah, with my brother. And I'm just like, come on, guys. What are yeah. you doing? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a different place out there now. So I just have to start going to the venues and beating people up. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. I'll come. I'll bring the – we'll get the sharps. There we go. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. <laughs> um, Hope? Yes. What, anything you that the you got want to plug, friends wise? Potentially a December uh, public transit fest. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. You're only allowed to get. You have to show your bus pass to get in. <laughs> and like, That's cool. Does the old CSU ones count? <laughs> goats, my goats. <laughs> not, I'm not getting in. All right. Well. Hell yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. This oh is a yeah. lot of fun. I haven't got yeah. to do a one in person for a minute. Oh, cool. Most of these I do over the phone, so I don't get to, like, you get to interact yeah. and listen, but I'm, all, I'm, like, intensely listening, and, like, it's fun to be in a room with people, yeah. and, like, yeah. this record's amazing, and I know the next three are going to be equally amazing, and we got to do some shows together. Yeah, Let's definitely. make that happen. And you yeah. got anything coming up? Uh, I'll plug it at the top. There we go. Nah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, anywho. All right, friends. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Yo, Spike Spiegel here. You just listened to Zig of the Gig podcast. Keep riding the bebop. See you, Space Cowboy. Bang.